0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Majors Live on the Majors.net. This is webisode number 64. It is day 2203 in the search for Tim Shevelday. We got a packed house today with Tip, Licolus to my left, and of course on the boards and the lead, Mike, our host, the only guy who could play like crap on the Dallas Mavericks and not get called out by Dirk, Adam Hernandez. I saw that. Who was he calling? He was calling Jason Terry, right? Yeah. yeah. Man.
1: Man, it what's, what, athletes calling out their own teammates these days, you know? mean, Tip and I were talking about it last night on around the diamond with uh with Nicholas's boy Carlos Zambrano calling out um <laughs> Oh, we saw like we saw a cat in the studio. There we go. Uh calling, sneaky little thing. Calling out
0: Marmol and uh I don't know, now we have uh
1: Dirk calling out Jason Carey. Whatever though. So
0: you know one thing you know maybe we got this on the on the docket to talk about later but you know one thing i think is worth noting and i haven't heard anyone saying but in the nba if you're going it, this is almost like a natural progression in some ways for dirk to do this or for lebron at press conferences you know you know saying some of the things he said in the past you know if the star player is going to be given this you know put on this pedestal that is basically above the head coach then I guess you kind of got to expect the star player to come out and call out, you know, call people out every once in a while, act like the coach, because a lot of times they do have more power than the head coach does. That's how the NBA is
1: structured, squirrel. I yeah, mean, like the, it or not, uh, right?
0: Yeah, the, uh, the star player
1: is essentially, like you said, the, the leader of that team on and off the court. I mean, is, is Eric Spolstra really running things for the Miami Heat? I mean, let's not let's not kid yeah. ourselves here. He's he's like the queen of England almost with the Miami Heat. He's a, he's a figurehead, sure. and and same thing with Dirt. I mean, well, I mean, I like Rick Carlisle. I thought he was a good coach. I think he is a good coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always liked him when he was with the Pistons. Um, I hated him when he was with Indiana, but uh, that's that's you know, it's because I'm a Pistons fan. He was fan. still good though. He was still a good coach. Yeah, I. But I mean. The only, I think, and you run into problems with, like, for instance, in, in L.A., when Phil Jackson was there last season and, you know, throughout his entire tenure there, and when, you know, Kobe Bryant, obviously, they they always had their run-ins and everything just because of, you know, Kobe being Kobe and then Phil Jackson being Phil Jackson. So, yeah, I mean, definitely school. I mean, I could, that, that's just the way the NBA is. You never see that really happening in football. I mean, I just said we saw it happening in baseball. That that was more because Carlos Zambrano was pissed off that uh, his he lost his win in that game. Then um, he you know, he called out like we said last night and around the diamond that he called the Cubs a Triple A team and that
0: they're pathetic, right, and they are right. Well, and you know, by Dirk doing this, you know, right or wrong, like it, dislike it, I don't know how people feel about this. I don't. I'm not really sure. I know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. But Dirk is doing this in his mind, I believe, to try to stimulate his team, like a head coach would. Sure. You know, when when you hear a coach come out and say, "Hey, you know, I take the blame when when it's my fault," but I'm calling out. So and so, I'm, you know, you you do hear head coaches do that from time to time, and that is what Dirk is doing right now. He's saying, hey, you know, as long as we're going to keep losing games if I got to do this all by myself, and if you got a guy who's scoring, you know, yet to score a point in the fourth quarter, you know, you know, just getting schooled by LeBron every night, then yeah, they're not going to win this series.
1: Yeah, and we do have we do have some NBA Finals talk coming up in the uh, the second portion of our uh of our round table segment here. Um after the commercial break, uh probably around the nine fifteen hour or time frame there. Uh but our girl of the week this week is Jessica Beale. Make sure you go check her out. And um our like always to get your bitches and badasses in. Get to ours around ten o'clock. And our fan question this week. You know what? Interesting, interesting uh event going on right now in uh in Detroit. Canada versus the United States. It is the Gold Cup, and uh, happening at Ford Field. So I know we have we I know we have a lot of Detroit listeners. And basically, what's happening right now is the owners of the Pontiac Silverdome have submitted a bid to Major League Soccer for expansion here in Detroit. So that pertains to our fan question this week. Would you support? A major league soccer franchise in your city. I know Skrull won't. Lickless might and Tip. I don't think he knows what soccer is, so
0: <laughs> it's what they it's what they used to call football back when you were living in the British Empire. Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
0: you know, hon- honestly, Adam, I'm not a soccer fan, it's true. But with that being said, I am a fan of the city of Detroit. And I don't, I don't wish any ill will on the game of soccer or its fans. I just don't personally care for the sport. So I mean, if a soccer franchise, come, if they're gonna expand the soccer league, I would just assume, yeah, that they expand it to Detroit, and I hope it's successful. I, you know, I really do. I'm, um, you know, it actually, maybe I could take my eight-year-old girl to a soccer game. I mean, that's who likes soccer, right? Eight-year-old girls.
3: <laughs> I just don't want to see it at Silverdome.
0: Well, we will be ge- we
1: will I mean hold your thoughts everybody we will get to uh our fan question a little bit later on. Um, but first and foremost, we're going to go ahead and get to the round table. Uh first up on the round table, we're going to do a little tennis talk with Legalis. French Open, come and gone. Um Rafael Nadal, Roger Federer, great final. That's Everybody's saying that this is one of the... Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It's one of the best... It's one of the best finals that, you know, maybe in French Open history, potentially. French Open,
4: I could... I don't know about in the history, but... Well, was, between was, those two,
3: without without a doubt. It was the best match Federer played against a dollar. Oh, yeah. I the mean, they,
4: that's the sixth time they've played each other. The majority of the other times, Federer pretty much got his ass kicked. Um especially, and I believe it was 08 when he just got, I mean, I think he won four games the entire match. It was, it was not a fun match to watch, but uh, this, this year and tip watched a uh, tip watched it as well. Uh, and it was a fantastic match. It was honestly, it was basically the, the, the match of comebacks in every single set. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't tell you the truth. The Nadal came back more than Federer
3: did. Yeah, after the rain delay, I actually thought Federer was gonna win the match. He
4: he looked so good after that rain delay and even I mean Federer was down four two in the third set after Nadal had taken the first two and uh, Federer won the next what, four five out of yeah. five out of six games there and won the third set. And started out the fourth set, Nadal serving and he Nadal was down love forty. Uh, and all of a sudden, and I I just uh, watched it again about an hour ago. <laughs> something <laughs> you can tell something clicked in Nadal because he had been kind of playing sluggish. As they there was this like five minute rain delay at the was it Deuce? It was like six yep. six that they or five five at the end of uh, the second set, which is odd place to take a rain delay. But it like torrential downpour for like five minutes and then they came back. But when he came back for about forty five minutes, Federer just. 45 minutes about an hour Federer just dominated and but then that love 40 at the beginning of the fourth set all of a sudden Nadal started throwing a big serve at Federer, which he isn't a big serve or anything anyway but uh it was all of a sudden and then from then on he just he won 6-1 in the fourth set and just at that point you could tell it was just like i mean i, I already knew uh I, I watched it after the facts i already knew that nadal won but you could just tell like i don't you watched it live i know that oh yeah was just, it obvious that he was gonna yeah, win it was, over. Okay. it was over okay it seemed like it when it was 5-1 you knew it was over. oh yeah no but i mean federer played outstanding t- if he would have been playing anybody else he would have won that match quite easily i think actually. i think he ran out
3: of gas you know he had such a great match against Djokovic. and you know that, but he—he's—he just got to love Cutter. He's—he is just—they're both just incredible ambassadors for the sport. I mean, you—you uh, you couldn't ask for two better people in a sport than Cutter uh, and Adal. Uh, no, nope. they are just absolute class and just fantastic at what they do.
1: For the most part, it seems like Nadal has had his way with Federer. He leads on, his, uh, on clay. Yeah, he leads the head-to-head series 17 to eight, which is um, pretty remarkable. Oh, I it's mean, good. With uh, you know, with you know, obviously Roger Federer is a is a very very good tennis player in his own right, and you know, yeah, he's arguably the greatest s- player yeah, of all okay. time. Great. And, and Rafael <laughs> yeah. and Rafael Nadal is probably the best tennis player. In you know, in the world right now. Yeah, right now, yeah. Um, if he's when he's healthy, when he's healthy, it's always
4: been N- Nadal's bugaboo is staying healthy, and he's never been able to do it for long stretches of
1: time. And he, he act- gets hurt. And he actually uh, he tied Bjorn Borg's record with his sixth French Open title. Yep. This time around, so um.
3: same age as Borg too. Yep.
1: Yeah,
2: and
3: Borg walked away.
4: Borg, yeah, last Borg quit tennis at twenty-five. So
1: he quit tennis at twenty-five. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that.
4: Yeah, um, which obviously Nadal has no <laughs> has no uh, desire to quit tennis. So at least it doesn't seem like he does. I can't imagine him doing that. But uh, the the honestly, as great as this one, I didn't get to see it. But the the. As big of a story, if not bigger, is that Federer beat Djokovic in in the semifinals. I mean, that match. And I mean, the fact that he almost beat him in straight sets. And Djokovic hasn't lost a match since uh, November November of last year. He almost broke uh, the record. He almost broke John McEnroe's record of 42 consecutive to start a year. He won 41. If he would have beat Federer, he would have beat the record. But Federer stopped him. And another uh, notch in Federer's belt, (laughs) stopping a streak of someone who could have beaten a streak that's at this point going to last a little bit longer but um he pretty much dominated Djokovic, and that's also i don't know that i still think Nadal probably would have won but fetter only had a day's rest going into that match too and the fact that he still played that great i think if he would add if it would have been flipped and nadal would have had to play Djokovic and fetter would have had to play uh murray i don't think I think it would have probably gone to five sets, and Federer would have had a much better chance of winning. Just that Djokovic match; Djokovic is just playing out of his mind. So it was. I was. I'm, I've been a Federer fan forever now, uh, and just the fact that he could beat Djokovic was great. Who has had his number for the past six months? So,
1: were you able to catch the uh, the women's side of things? Uh, like?
4: Not quite as much as the men's, only just because I, just because I've been busy, honestly. But I, I do read about it every day, so. Um, women, women's is so wide open, and hopefully Serena Williams is true on her word with coming back because women—it's such an open field now. It's—it's it's actually kind of hard to. There is no front runners right at all. So the Schiavone making it to the finals is not that big of a surprise because she did win it last year. But uh, Lena, very impressive, uh, second major t- uh, final in a row, and the fact that she won it both—I mean, she won it her first major at age twenty nine, which is really first Chinese to first major everyone a major, ever
1: win a major so. I think he, when we were last discussing um,
2: Australia. the Australian Open yeah. Yeah. last
1: time you know we're talking about the age uh, the time frame and the in the lifespan that uh, that a tennis player usually has I mean, because we talk about, you know, Tip, we, when we talk about football, you know, the lifespan of a football player, and I'm talking about their playing career, not their actual, you know, lifespan, yeah. but uh, it's, it's, it's not that long. You know, usually the prime of a football player who's been playing since their early 20s is probably mid-20s, mm-hmm. mid to late 20s, which ironically is the same for a tennis player and something that's, you know, obviously not as, it's not a contact sport. But you're pretty much, you know, you're pretty much on the downside of your career at the age of, you know, in your late twenties and early thirties.
3: I think mentally, tennis players just lose it because they've been doing this since they were about five, and they so many players just get tired of it. Just get burned out it's, from it's it. It's such a grind. Yeah, they get burned out. And well, that's I mean, uh, you know, it takes a special person to play tennis in their mid thirties and all that, and and usually that person who does that has had four or five or six really down years and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they get they just they just wanted one more shot and they got a different mindset they're older they're more mature um so you see that quite a bit in tennis where you know jimmy connors did it and um our boy did it what's his uh to samper's no Sampras. no uh you know married to your girl oh agassi yeah agassi i mean he did the same yeah. thing he kind of drifted away for a while and came back and was he was fantastic better. he was better <laughs> he was actually better because well, he he learned to love the game yep finally and, uh yeah i think that's the biggest problem with tennis it's it's very grueling which is and, and you know and it's you it's you know it's uh season never it's ends. not a team sport mm-hmm. you know uh you got to count on yourself so much and it's just a grueling grueling schedule and you know, and like I said, they've been doing it since they were four or five years old. And I just think mentally, they just get removed. From
1: well, it. I'm not up on my tennis or anything. You know, I'm not. I'm not like you, look at this, obviously. But I mean, is that a reason why Bjorn Borg walked away from it at 25? Oh, absolutely. Um, as far as Nagos, I mean, 29 years old. What kind of sustainability do you think she has in the women's circuit here? I mean, because she is 29. I mean, do you see her, you know, being around for the next? couple years here as, uh, a, as, a, as a standout women's competitor? I
4: yeah, and the main reason Lena you talked about quit Lina actually quit tennis when she was 21, and then she came back when she was 26, so she didn't play for five years, she like literally didn't play, she just came back, like she was just like, uh, basically because of the way the way the Chinese, it's, uh, it's basically based on the Chinese government the Chinese government normally controls everything, um, and they used to take I believe it's, it was sixty-five percent of all your winnings, but in two thousand eight they opened it up. They called it a—I can't remember. I just—I just read about it. Um, like basically, like uh, you're you're free—a freedom card. <laughs> um, which I mean means you have to foot the bill for everything. You have to make your travel plans. You have to pay for plane fare and everything like that. Um, and they just so. I mean, that was one of the main reasons she came back because she had the freedom to play. She hated the idea that uh, she's 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 quite the rebel, actually. I mean, especially for a woman coming out of you know China and stuff mm-hmm. like that, she's quite the rebel. So I definitely think she has another couple years in her. I mean, Schiavone is turns thirty one uh, this month, and she just won her first major last year. So,
1: well, I mean, speaking of the women, and you kind of hinted at it, um, you know, just a few minutes ago, Serena Williams. Looks like she's probably going to be coming back, playing Wimbledon to defend her title. Uh, she's going to be competing at a... Uh, is it the Eastbourne? Is that...
4: It's I actually have it right here. I'll tell you in two seconds. Yeah, I think it? it's Eastbourne. Yep, Eastbourne. Yep. Eastbourne next week. Yeah, it's the week. warm-up tournament to Wimbledon.
1: Um. For the women, what's your impression of Serena? I mean, because see I mean, because you said that you didn't. You didn't really see her coming back at all after the blood clot in her in her lung, I believe it was.
4: Yeah, and then uh, it was a lung, and, and then, then her stomach uh, too. Yeah,
1: and I mean, what do you, what do you think of this? I mean, is Serena going to come back? Is she going to be successful at Wimbledon? I don't see it from being out of tennis for the amount of time that she has been, but I mean, like you said, though she was. You know, one of the reasons why the women's circuit, you said, is wide open is because Serena's not there.
0: Oh, completely.
1: And with Serena coming back, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to get a good, you know, gauge on it just because she has been gone for so long. But what do you make of Serena coming back? I mean, do you think she can be competitive? And do you think she can be successful at this point? If she's completely healthy, if she
4: actually genuinely is healthy and... That could be the reason, obviously, she's had major health problems over the past year. If she comes back and she actually is, even 90% healthy, then absolutely. Because when she got her injured last year, I mean, she won Wimbledon. That was the last time she played tennis, is she won Wimbledon. And she was still the best tennis player in the world, not even a year ago. So mm. I, as long as she's healthy, yeah, I mean, I still I still completely have my doubts I mean, she announced her return at the end of April. Wanted to play French Open,
1: didn't do it. Didn't do it.
4: <laughs> that also could be. She's never fared that great on clay, mm-hmm. so to skip the clay court season isn't is almost could be a smart move. And it's not like the Williams sisters have ever been. They've never been like uh, the Wolves and the Yankees of the world where they play literally every tournament of the year. They've always kind of just picked and choose where they want to play. They basically just pick the ones that major points, the majors, you know, so.
1: They're like the Tiger Woods of Ooh, Yeah, really because they're allowed to be. <laughs>
4: yes. And I mean, it's hard to knock them because they join they friggin win almost every major so it's hard to knock them because like, well, they they when the, when they play, they win. So, but.
1: And they're good for the game of
4: tennis Oh, and too. they're they're so good, especially, especially in the United States. In the United yes. States, I wouldn't count her out for a oh no. <laughs> I, I want her to come back so bad. You, I can't. You, I can't stress that enough. How much I want her to come back, just. And I hope she's good. I just this whole thing, this past year, I just because nothing ever came out about it. It was just like I just really thought something major was going on, and obviously something major really was going mm-hmm. on. Uh, with the blood clot and the what was a pulmonary embolism and stuff like that so if she's healthy yeah she'll still two months sh- going into the US open she'll still be the best player in tennis especially with Kleisters doing her usual thing right now um, but uh yeah I am I god I hope she's healthy I really hope she's good because I, I it's cool because you know someone like Lena can make it to the finals and no win and you know it's a little wide Wide opens okay, I guess, but when you don't have that a like, great player,
3: it kind of just makes for I don't know. It's kind it just, of what the men went through for a while before Frederick? No, it really was. Yeah, because women dominated, women dominated tennis, and but men were almost not existent for a while. No,
4: there was almost nothing. That's a, that's why you look back at the early parts of the the decade, and it's like our last decade, and you're like. Oh, okay. Leighton Hewitt won one. Right. I'm like, okay, why did Leighton Hewitt? Win? <laughs> I mean, he was a good player, but it's like you see these names and you're like, like how did they win a? Even I mean, as much as I love Andy Roddick, the fact that Andy Roddick won the U.S. Open is like just showed you right. he was a very good player, but it showed you how truly I don't even want to say weak, just how n- not strong. <laughs> Tennis was in the early parts of last decade. You
1: kind of equate that to any sport. I mean, we it's talk. It's cyclical. Yeah, oh, when, definitely. Yeah, when we when we're talking about the NCAA tournament, I mean, when you had, you know, when you had Butler going again, and I, obviously I was excited about Butler just because I like Butler. But around the country, when you have VCU and Butler in there, you know, obviously the most college basketball fans are going to want to see the Dukes. They're going to see the North Carolinas, the Kansas. You know, playing late just because of, you know, the uh, the, the, just the fanfare of, you know, the big school, the name recognition, the players and same thing with professional sports as well. I mean, that's just the way that things are. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I hope I hope Serena comes back and and does well, too. I mean, because, again, like you said, she's good for the sport. She's good for the United for United States tennis. And And it's always good to cheer for, you know, a united American you know, at an event like Wimbledon, because it is such a big event. And it's something that really draws the attention of, you know, people who aren't necessarily big-time tennis fans. I mean, you figure out Wimbledon's on. Okay, let's go check out Wimbledon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and if Serena Williams is in the quarterfinal match, and she's yeah, people will watch yes. that match. Serena's back. Yeah. Let's take a look. It's Wimbledon. She's defending her title. There you go. You've got a you know you've got a shit ton of other viewers to watch it. Oh, so. definitely, especially
4: because I mean, let's face it. America doesn't really have much of a hope in men's tennis right now. So um, it's about the only thing we have. There's a couple. You know, we have Marty Fish and uh, what's his name uh, from Florida. But other than that, it's like they they're you know they'll crack the top ten a couple times a year, but there's really not much going on Andy Roddick's, you know barely hanging in top 10 anymore too and he's almost he's 27 28 years old too so he doesn't got much time left so it's nice to see that it would be great to have her be able to make one more run and the way she has always been if when she's healthy and by that i don't just mean like injuries when she is trying because, I mean, as great as Serena is, there's times when you go out there, you look, and you can tell her she's not working out. You can tell she's she's gotten a little – she's gotten put a little extra weight on there, and she's just not moving anymore. And you're, mm-hmm. it's, that's when she always gets hurt. And uh, that's the big difference between this injury. That's why I was worried, because it wasn't an uh, on-court injury. It was – she kicked – I don't even – kicked <laughs> a glass in a restaurant in Germany and cut her foot. I, they, that's like – I still don't really know what it was, but uh, – Uh, yeah no I gotta hope she comes back and I hope she's healthy and wins (laughs) or at least makes it to the finals because the best thing about especially a sport like tennis and the goes for every sport but what makes someone like Federer so great is that Nadal came after him Mm -hmm. and then Nadal had someone to beat that's what's so huge and that's why Federer beating Djokovic was so huge especially in that main event because it's like Djokovic just like he's up and coming he is going to be the future if Nadal still isn't you know he could easily still be uh the future for the next five years but Djokovic not winning that it's like well he's not quite there yet <laughs> maybe this time next year he will win that match but just like Federer or in Nadal's first three finals matches the first two Federer just smoked him I mean Nadal did not he, he, he was so young he's 19 he looked like he didn't know what he was doing out there and as you continually watch them, it's like, wow, you can just see it, and the doll starts figuring them out, and now it's now it's tables of turn. And that's what's cool to see in tennis, and that's what I would like to see with Serena Williams. I want her to win a couple more, but then I want to see someone else come up. And her not just quit, but I want to see that person beat her and mm-hmm. figure her game out because, I mean, let's face it, no, no one yet, when Serena's healthy, can beat her still, and she's been going on for 10 years now, so...
1: Well, we've got uh, coming up next, we've got USC losing their BCS title. Uh, Terrell Pryor leaving OSU. We've got some NBA finals discussion. This is The Majors Live on TheMajors.net. We'll be right back.
3: week's episode, Bobcat in the Cave.
0: Gosh, Johnny, playing in the cave sure is neat. Oh, boy, a kitty cat. (laughs) Sassy, the kitty cat's yelling.
5: (coughs) What, Sassy? It's not a kitty. It's a bobcat? (coughs) Speaking of cats, you like to stress the importance of adopting cats from animal shelters? (coughs) Over five million cats go into animal shelters every year? (coughs) And with millions of healthy cats to choose from, it's a shame more people don't adopt from shelters? This bobcat's Abby.
0: Help, Sassy! Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, nuts.
3: Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
0: Remember, adopt. You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile and that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life easier, that the blood bank makes life possible. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support the United Negro College Fund, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council.
5: Once upon a time, old Scrooge sat down before the fire. I'm humbug. With great astonishment, Marley's ghost came through the heavy door and passed into the room.
4: (gasps) What do you want with me?
5: You will be haunted by three spirits. I'd rather not. To read A Christmas Carol and other books online, go to www.read.gov. Explore new worlds. Read. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back, everybody, The Majors Live on TheMajors.net. 734-259-4941 is the number to call in. Text at two four eight four two nine seven seven two nine. 248 7729 Leave us a feedback on our Facebook pages as well. Facebook.com slash TheMajorsX or Facebook.com slash TMSNX. Um, our first half hour, we covered the French Open, both men's and women's, and discussed uh, whether or not Serena Williams, how effective she will be uh, coming back to Wimbledon to defend her title because she will be coming back Uh, and we, you know, and we also agreed that this is, that this is great for tennis. It's good to have her back in there. Um, it's good for tennis in the United States, uh, just because she's such a polarizing figure. She's, you know, she's a, she's a big figure. She is, she is women's tennis still. And, you know, like I said, it'll be good to have her back. It'll be good to see her competing again because it wasn't looking good there for a while. (laughs) You know, whether or not she was going to be able to come back, um, We've got some more news coming out in college football. Obviously, the uh, the OSU Jim Trestle thing was hot last week. Um, this week, uh, the big news coming out is USC stripped of its 2004 BCS title when they when they defeated, well, actually they killed Oklahoma. Uh, what was the final score on that one? I
3: think it was fifty one to twenty or something like that. I think it was like
1: fifty five to nineteen if I remember correctly on that one. Yeah. Something like that though, Tip. Um but yeah. So it, who
3: won the game then?
1: <laughs> well you would you would think that maybe they would give it to Oklahoma, but the BCS has said that they're just going they it's there's gonna be no winner that year. Um which so no
3: one watched the football
1: game that day. Nobody. Oh, wow. it never <laughs> awesome. it never it never happened, Tip. Huh. That's never amazing. happened. You know whose fault it is? This is so stupid. <laughs> it is stupid, isn't it? <laughs> you know, you know whose fault it is, too. Who's? Reggie Bush. Oh, Bush. Bush. <laughs> just, just like all Bushes, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's always their fault. I um, thought you were just
4: gonna say it was 2004. Guess whose fault it was? Bush. <laughs> it
1: was Bush. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's George Bush for a probably too. But anyways, um, yes, basically, uh, the USC had their appeal. Um, on sanctions stemming from the Reggie Bush investigation, uh, denied, I believe it was last month, um, May 26th, and the BCS, based off that, just decided to go ahead and strip USC of that 2004 national title. Um, They also have to vacate their participation in the 2006 Rose Bowl which USC lost to Texas, forty-one to thirty-eight, in that national championship. So game. who did
3: Texas beat to win the national <laughs> championship?
4: They just had a scrimmage,
3: oh, offense versus defense. Just... Yeah, okay. It was a ghost. Well, no team. wonder Vin <laughs> Chunk could not get
1: tackled. He wasn't playing anyone. No,
4: definitely. They, they were every time they got near him, they'd be like, all right, all right.
2: Crazy.
1: Uh, they have to. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this comes from. Bill Hancock, the BCS Executive Director of the BCS Arrangement, crowns national champion in the BCS games, are are showcase events for postseason football. Um, One of the best ways of ensuring that they remain so is for us to foster full compliance with NCAA rules. (laughs) Uh, According and keeping with the NCAA's recent, recent actions, USC's appearance are being vacated. This action reflects the scope of the BCS Arrangement and it's consistent with the NCAA's approach when subsequently discovers infractions by institutions whose teams have played in NCAA championship events. Um, yeah. So, uh, in addition to that, they had to give back their uh, their trophy, their Heisman trophy for uh, for the Reggie Bush one back in two thousand five. Obviously, Reggie Bush had to give back his Heisman trophy to uh, to the Heisman committee and.
3: There's two Heisman trophies.
1: Yeah, the school gets one, and no then kidding. and then Reggie Bush. Huh.
0: If I was Reggie Bush, I, was, I actually did. I'd have sold it at a pawn shop <laughs> for like 500 bucks. <laughs> I, w- I
1: would. I would
4: solo. Just gone to the frigging. Well, t- well, just two-parler. tell them
3: since I since there wasn't a national championship game or anything, there was never a number of trophy. Yeah what like trophy? Yeah, what trophy? Tro- yeah, what, tro- what are you talking about? <laughs> there <laughs> wasn't a national that champion there. that year. Remember, yeah, that's yeah, what I, you I, just said. I, I didn't win, so <laughs> <laughs> there is no trophy. I'm,
1: I'm with you, Squirrel. I would be uh, at the gold and silver pawn shop, hitting up Chumley, Rick, and uh, mm-hmm. and Big Hoss on the History Channel. You can watch me selling my Heisman trophy to uh, For an
4: appallingly low price. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh, I I give them <laughs> the money. When, oh yeah. When they wanted oh, the trophy shit. back, I'd be like, oh, sorry, man. Hey, I, I got 200 bucks for it. Here it is. Here, is. Well, no, some-
1: <laughs> That'd be so great. Some- sometimes the old man on the show, he's like, what do you want to do, son? Do you want to pawn it, sell it, or donate it? I'd be like, I'll donate it. <laughs> yep, that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I might give it to Ron Goldman so he can make some more angel pins like he did with the OJ Heisman. <laughs> 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 what? It's not. It's not too soon. Till. God,
4: I haven't heard that uh <laughs> that
3: name in such a long
4: no time. Kidding.
1: No kidding. <laughs> it was Ron Goldman, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was the dad's name. No, I
3: thought Ron was no, the one who got murdered. No, Ron's that was the one that got killed. Who
1: was? The, who was the dad?
3: I can't remember his dad. Uh, no, that
4: was it. Was Ron Goldman and uh, Nicole Simpson, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
4: No. Yeah. That's who he killed. Scrolls like right allegedly
1: up. killed. <laughs> he yeah. didn't kill him. Come on. Yeah. Anyways, though. Um. <laughs> again I mean what I mean obviously tip you think that this you think it's silly yeah,
3: I do think it's silly I mean w- w- what's the point of it
1: i i don't i don't agree I don't agree with the uh with the Reggie Bush having you know having to give up his heisman uh, you know, i I can agree with more of
3: the Heisman than I can the national championship game isn't there like a bunch of guys in this team who played who didn't do anything wrong Yes. Okay. I mean, like this is the trouble. No, they didn't play. <laughs> oh, that's right. They didn't go. They didn't go to the Rose Bowl either. It's crazy. I
1: don't. I don't like the Heisman thing just because I think that that's strictly an on-the-field accomplishment. I mean, he didn't. You don't have to. Uh, you know, it, getting the Heisman isn't. You know, but, it, it but doesn't it's factor. Still, but it's, he's
3: the one. He's the reason why the school got put on probation. Okay. He's one so, of the reasons. But, but he's the main reason. So if anybody gets hurt, it should be him. Why do all these other people involved in this team, and I? This is what I had problem with the NCAA. Why is it the people who are always they're the ones who have to suffer now? The coaches who didn't do anything wrong, the players who decided to go to this school. It's not the honor system. This isn't you know uh, Utah or sure. Uh, what's the school? Yeah, also? and now
0: these Bring four players. This is not to, the honor system. Now they have to get kidnapped, taken into a lab, and had their Dude. memories erased. They're using, to, the,
1: they're using that thing on uh, on men in black. Well, right?
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, well, obviously, I mean, if they're, you know, if they didn't win the national championship, they're obviously going to have to erase those memories. So, yeah, I mean, that's it's not their fault. I mean, here we are kidnapping young men. Some of them didn't even make the NFL mm-hmm. and most erasing their memories. Yeah, Only most of them could. don't make the NFL. Well, for me, this minute. was going to be, like, the greatest. This is what was going to, like,. Be their claim to fame oh, for yeah. the rest of their life. Not to say they weren't going to go have good families and good lives and good careers or do whatever, but this was going to be their claim to fame for the oh, rest yeah, of the it. And story actually, still is. Yeah. I mean, actually, still is. But now they'll have this little cloud. You know, every they, they can't go to a party right. and bring this up without somebody saying, "Isn't that the team? Didn't you get it revoked?" Yeah, anybody, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now that guy's got to go. Yeah, yeah. But we technically did not win the uh, national championship. You know what, Squirrel? <laughs> I, d-
1: I don't know if it hurts that much from a player standpoint. I'm sure it does, but I don't think it hurts as much as we may think it does. I think it, I think it's it hurts more from an administration standpoint at yeah. the school than you know. Well, than it, a, than once a again,
3: it all boils down to money, and that's what they're hurting them at. That, that, that's what they're when you lose scholarships, which is why they, they do your it. Team doesn't win. You lose money. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: wondering if they had to lose, or I've, I'm wondering if they had to give back the money that's involved with that game.
3: No, Pete Carroll hasn't in Seattle, <laughs> but he didn't know anything about it. Yeah. It's the one rule. It's crazy how he just quit and went to Seattle, though. <laughs> he didn't know anything about it, though.
1: It's the one.
4: It's the golden rule that everyone knows: is as long as you quit and leave, you're not liable for anything.
3: See, and, and like I said <laughs> last week, such we talked bullshit. About this. There's, there's got to be something that a penalty on these things that. That works, and I, I really don't know what it is. Like I said, I I know legally you can't stop a coach from moving on to the next whatever he wants to, but somehow somebody's got to. be The Japanese elderly. used
0: to pull a sword out yeah. and stick yeah. it yeah. into their <laughs> chest. <laughs> but,
3: but, like the Trestle thing is so blatant. Like so that. is Pete Carroll. There's got to be something where these guys get punished somehow because like, they don't get punished. I still like I still like the idea if they're on probation, the schools on probation for two years. These guys. Can't move anywhere. They can't get another job. And I know you can't do that, but something's got to be right. Yeah, it's something's got to. They got to be held responsible somehow for this. I've never understood it. The people who always get punished are the people who weren't even on the damn team at the time. No, no, that's how it always. Now is. all the players in USC are getting punished for something that happened six years ago. I just, I don't get it.
1: You know, I tip. I don't. I don't get it either. And I agree with you. I, I would love for there to be some type of. You know, some type of an agreement between the NFL and the NCAA where, you know, you because there is I mean, if if there's a coach that goes from one college to another, he's going to bring sanctions with him, which is why it's going to be hard for Jim Trestle to get a job anywhere. He's not going to coach. You no, know, I, I don't think he will either. I'm just saying it'll be hard for him to go from one college to another just because he's going to be bringing tremendous baggage with him. Now, you know, if he does the Pete Carroll thing, which I don't think he will just because I cannot see Jim Trussell coaching the NFL, uh, then he's then he's free and clear. But, you know, like I said, just because, you know, the NFL depends so much on the NCAA, and I think the the NCAA depends a lot on the NFL. Yeah. If you know they, you know you always hear that you know the NCAA college football is basically you know the minor league system for the NFL. You know, then I, I wish there could be some sort of some sort of an arrangement that can be worked out between. You know, Roger Goodell and, you know, whoever All six thousand members of the NCAA. Well just or no, ju- I know, I'm just yeah, kidding. or just, you know, the top guy. I, I don't I don't have him in front of me here, but you know, the top guy, whoever it is that, you know, oversees college football. Uh, I mean you you would think it wouldn't be that difficult to do. But I mean, again, you you're gonna bring in, you know, the litigation and everything that's involved yep. with it, so uh,
4: but I mean, I don't know how much they want to get in dealings with the NFL right now. <laughs>
1: oh, absolutely! You know, the NFL definitely has their own problems they need to contend with yeah. right now. But uh, Tip, you're absolutely right. I wish, I wish there was something that they could do because I think it is. I think it's absolute bullshit that a guy like Pete Carroll gets to, you know, leave USC, which is a story-storied storied football. Leave him in shambles. Leave them in, in shambles. Yes, I mean, and you know what? I'm. I'm I can't believe I'm saying this, but in a way, USC's lucky that they have Lane Kiffin because I think he's been doing a, a pretty good job there, despite of what's been going on. And Lane Kiffin is a—he's a nutcase. I mean, he's—he was perfect for Oakland, but um. <laughs>
4: it's proof that you can't put two crazy people together. Exactly, it doesn't work.
1: Exactly. Um, but you know, who, who knows what—who knows what things are going to be like once. You know everything's over with there at USC once their once their postseason ban is over with, once they get all their scholarships back. Um, I hope that they come back just because USC is an important team out on the West Coast.
4: Oh, they're a good they're a good rival for many teams, and they're just a good team to hate
3: basically.
1: Sure, you know what? I I I I, I never hated USC that much. No, I,
3: I loved them growing up. They were my favorite team. Yeah, I, I
1: I just never hated them. Not as much as you know a lot of people do. Uh, yeah, I, I rooted
4: for them hardcore against Notre Dame every year. <laughs> so
3: <laughs> I loved them in the '70s. I absolutely loved them.
1: You're a big OJ fan, weren't you?
3: They were just exciting. They were a very exciting team to watch. And uh, but OJ played. The you same knew game. the minute you know the Big Ten went out really? west, they were just going to get
4: annihilated.
1: You know, they didn't
3: get their butts kicked, but you just they just didn't have the speed and the finesse of those West Coast teams. It was you know it was just fun to watch it because we didn't you know we didn't see that much so.
4: Oh, yeah, it was a, a different style of football, and it still is to a certain extent. I mean,
2: it's kind well, of because of the
4: weather. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. Mostly it's
3: because of the weather.
4: It's totally because of the weather. You'll never see USC play in but Notre it, Dame in November. But as
3: a young kid watching it, there's nothing better than on a Saturday or Sunday in the middle of the winter to watch guys play football when it was 70 and sunny. You're just like, man, I wish I was there. That's
2: <laughs> oh, so
4: why you think the, the, watching the bowl games in New Year's Day is yeah. so great. <laughs>
1: But uh, U- or Ohio State could be looking in a crystal ball right now. Easy. With uh, they're with, easily
3: going to get that sanction.
1: Yeah, with what's going on at USC, um, you know, Ohio State, they're going to get their
3: asses handed to them. They could,
1: they could, and um, you know what they, and we're we're seeing something happen right now with Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor, the big news today, um, leaving. Ohio State University, which is something we could pretty much see. Yeah. I think um, we
3: said that about two months ago, didn't we? Yeah. You predicted it a
4: while ago, dude.
1: <laughs> Did I predict that? Yeah.
3: I
4: illed you bad for it. Cause of that, supp- that was, was that I you with the that, supplemental? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I illed you pretty hardcore about it. Because yeah, supplemental just... draft. But, yeah, that's, that's... What else is he going to do? No, nothing. Now we go he, back now to Now we has to. Yeah. He, can't he
3: can't go back to Ohio State.
1: Well, I d- I, d- I, th- I thought that he was better suited coming back for another year. But he can't at that time. Yeah, at
0: that time. But he um, can't now. He's he's a pariah. No, th- this this was <sighs> me that you were uh that, that you Oh were no, I remember now, yeah. yeah.
1: Unfortunately for him right now though, he is uh you know, he's gonna have to go to that supplemental draft. Um It's well,
3: not unfortunate at all. He's a lucky son of a bitch that he can go make some yeah. money. Yeah, well,
2: he you
0: is. know, after
3: well, what he just did.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. But you know, yeah. we're gonna No, he
0: is, you're abs- I agree with you, Tip.
1: You know, though I'm not. I'm not sold that he's gonna be much of anything in the NFL. He's gonna have a tough camp if there. Where do guys,
0: you guys? Oh, where, do no you guys he, where do you guys think he? Where do you think he would have gone in the draft for a third know, or this fourth year? Down, yeah, like late third, early fourth, or yeah. something. It, de- it, de- yeah. it depends. Had what he, he even made it? You know what? Probably I, sometime after Ryan Mallett, as far as quarterbacks go. You think?
4: Yes. When oh, he, without when Ryan
0: Mallett went in the third, <clears> didn't he? Yeah, I think it was the third, which yeah, he, he, was, was shocking. I mean, I'm, I'm low. guessing Ryan Mallett still went ahead, went ahead of him. You know oh, what? definitely.
1: You know what, Squirrel? I I could see him going in the fifth, six.
3: you think so? Yeah, I don't I, think I, that I, high. I would I say I, I would say the highest he would have been. Four you four. know
1: what, Tip? I don't. The only reason I don't he's not an NFL quarterback. I don't yeah. think he will ever be an NFL quarterback. If he wants to have any any shot of success in the NFL. With this size, he's going to have to convert himself over to a tight end or a wide receiver. That's the only way that he, he's. There's no way he's going to be able to go in and take. I don't know that and, for sure. I'm not, snaps in the yeah, NFL. I will I, 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 mark it down right now. I, I'm not but saying I you're
0: wrong, but I'm not. I'm not making a foregone conclusion either. I, the the thing is with me is that I think it's one of the the strange things about about drafts, especially in football drafts, it seems like that is one of the few things that the fans almost seem to know better than the owners and the administrations. It's every year you hear about these guys that, I just I don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I don't think he can play on the NFL level. And usually you're right. Usually those people are right, but those people always get chances in the NFL. These stars from college always seem to come in. They love they, athletes. Yeah, they do. They, they, they do. Athletes, and, and they love the big name. And uh, it's just one of those things. It's like, how can the fans know this so well, yet the the administrations don't? Y- you know, what one other question I wouldn't mind bringing up about the, the whole NCAA, you know, sanctions and USC, you know, this is one of the few things out there that we talked about. All four of us seem to just completely agree on this. You know, this I is don't. so stupid. You know, this uh, <laughs> really, though, about how stupid this whole thing was. We all seem to agree. Do you know anyone that doesn't agree about this? That, that, that thinks, "Oh, this is a really good idea. This was the this was the best play for the NCAA." Have you heard anyone no. saying this? No, and I'll tell you what—that's a good wait group. a second, wait a second. In,
1: I'm sorry, Tip. In, in terms of what?
0: I mean, I just. You know, I'm talking people on the street, people in the press, people anywhere. If you heard anyone saying that they agree with this move that the NCAA is making, I what, mean, what move are you talking about? sanctioning, uh, taking away USC's championship. Oh, oh uh, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, sorry. No. I, th- I thought you were talking about Ohio State. No, no I'm sorry. No, they, you know, did, taking away right. USC's championship. Oh, yeah. Does anyone think this isn't stupid? I was thinking
3: about this earlier when we were talking about this Squirrel. And, and, and picture this conversation this summer. You guys are at a party. Mm-hmm. and you're talking about college football and you're for some reason you get on the subject of national champions and someone says, uh, yeah, you Mary USC team in 2004, that was a great team. They kicked Oklahoma's butt. And then you can hear someone saying, yeah, but they took that title away from him. And, and literally 99% of the people who are in this conversation will go, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, but they were, they were a great team. You mm-hmm. know, th- that's, how, that's the problem with this penalty. No one does care. Sure. Because it doesn't make sense. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, but c- couldn't you picture that conversation yeah. happening? I mean.
4: And it would be a smart ass
3: saying it almost jokingly. It's it's usually it will come out of somebody yeah. who doesn't really. They're just contrary. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. They just want to.
0: No, it's no. I totally agree. You're don't right, David. Anyway. That the guy that says that is the guy that if someone said, "Oh, they took that away from," would say, "Yeah, but they still want it." You know, R- <laughs> he's exactly. he's that exactly. guy that he's yeah. just gonna. There's always that. Guy. <laughs> he, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I yeah. But
2: no,
3: that's a great point. I like I said I, oh, was, really? Really, I was having this conversation in my mind earlier when we were talking about this, and mm-hmm. I could just hear this the same. this response all around the country. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean anything, you know.
0: Again. And if there's somebody out there, you know, call it seven three four two five nine four nine four one. Please make like a, a good, solid, intelligent argument for why the NCAA should take this title from USC. You don't know? just
4: say like because they said it's gone.
0: Yeah, because it sucks, or you know, because Reggie Bush is an <laughs> asshole. You know, don't, don't 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 do that. You know, just they but, have to make these. My whole point, I think, about the they have to
3: make these penalties more personal. Whereas when you sign a contract with uh, USC or whoever, it doesn't matter what school is, and you know what, maybe it has to come to a point where if you're the head coach or the assistant coach or head of recruiting, and what you're supposed to be the head of, something goes wrong and it's illegal, you're fired. Mm -hmm. You know what, whether you know about it or not, sorry, you're fired because this is the only way we're going to be able to control this problem. Somebody has to... Somebody has to be held accountable for these. what happens at, at these schools. And the players are held accountable. You know what? all Pryor, whoever it is, Claret, all these schools, you know, Stoneham, whoever you know what? You're off the team. That's it. Mm-hmm. There is no second chance anymore, fellas. You've been given a four-year scholarship to great schools. You're going to school for free. You get food, money. You get to eat. You get to practice in the greatest facilities in the land. You know what? if you can't deal with that then you're off the team and there is no second chance
0: sure as much as you know and you guys have heard me on this show dozens of times talk about how you know they should just pay the players they should do you know i have I all don't these different that, i okay. just no no i'm i'm going to kind of argue against my own point here because as much as i do feel that feel that way a, a lot of ways and feel that just doing some of that would open this up you know and and make it uh just just make it more honest and make it so you wouldn't need all these ridiculous rules and it wouldn't need to be so overregulated. But with that being said, let's not feel too sorry for these players. I don't whatsoever. You know, because, I mean, th- these guys that, you know, you go to college and you're, you know, even if you're just that guy that's just so skilled and you're broke but you're going to college for free and you're, you know, all those points you just made, you got food money, you're living in the dorm, you're just fine. Yes, you are. And, you know, if you've ever been in a major in a major college and seen what it's like to be a star player on a basketball team or a football team or any team have you it's seen it's pretty ha- cool have you seen you know? schembechler hall yeah, oh, yeah the yeah. facilities are <laughs> it's, incredible it's,
1: it's amazing what they have to uh
0: what they have to work with there Just, uh, not to mention you're you're big man on campus yeah, You're I'm doing I'm just really, fine. I'm getting tired. They yeah. shouldn't
3: be paid. They already are being paid. You know how much, it, wouldn't you love it? I would have loved it if my kids, oh, wait a minute, they weren't great sports people, although they did great in school. They weren't allowed to go to school mm-hmm. for free because, you because know. Because you
1: didn't plant yourself before you threw you know, it. Like just,
3: lifts. I just, uh, it drives me crazy when I hear that argument. Yeah. These guys who barely get a C average or C minus or D plus get to go to a major university for four years for free and we're supposed to feel bad for them? Nope. Sorry. No.
0: Not to mention the, 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 you know, social and cultural, you know, positive ramifications that these, that these guys have, you know, I mean, they're living a life that, that people dream about living. So let's not feel too bad for them. No. I couldn't agree more. They
4: have. The hottest women in the school hanging over yeah.
3: them. Yeah, that's horrible. But they've really got to make this personal. I'm telling you, I you know I'm not going to beat at that horseness, but they have to make these personal. They got to quit putting these teams on probation who have done nothing wrong. That, that, yeah. that drives me nuts.
0: Well, it just the idea of taking away a championship that was won by these players and these schools, these organizations, the idea of taking that away from everyone involved and just saying there was no champion that year, which for one thing, why would the NCAA, an organization that's been around for decades and decades, why would they want to have this one empty year? How stupid does that make them look to have this one empty year? First time
1: this has uh, happened in the BCS since they've had polling.
0: I mean, why would you want...
3: It just doesn't even make sense. There's no point to it.
0: There isn't. Someone please so. call in and tell me a point to this. And that's you know, what I'm saying. Aside from being wrong, it's just stupid. Why? Why are they doing... It? Why would they do that? It doesn't make any sense.
1: It's just, it's just extra added punishment. It's it's that's, because of
0: the NCAA. They're doing it for
3: themselves. They're not doing it because it's right. Sure. They don't know... they Because they won't get to the root of the problem on this. They don't want to spend the time and the money, and the, they don't want to to fight to do it. And if you want to change this, the NCAA, if they really want to be legitimate, they're going to have to fight to make this, to correct this problem, which is going to be holding coaches accountable and players accountable. And they don't want to do that because it'll, it'll be, it'll probably get dragged to the courts and everything else. But you know what? Last time I checked, this isn't a, this isn't a private institution. These are publicly funded schools. Our money pays for this shit.
2: Yeah,
1: and, and a lot of in a lot of cases, yeah, it does. Until well, it does.
3: Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio I mean, State, go down the line. They're all public funded schools.
0: Most of them are, yeah, right. Most uh, of them are. Most of the big ones are the good ones, generally. So, yeah. the last
3: time I checked, when your taxes, you know, you usually have a say in it, don't you?
0: Yeah, typically, we do.
1: But again, I think it's this, it's just extra added punishment. I'd be like, ah, we're gonna get you, we're gonna get you. Uh, we're gonna take scholarships. We're gonna we're gonna um. We're gonna, you know, uh, let, uh, you know, we're gonna take money away, and oh yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna take uh, the championships too. Yeah, you know those championships <laughs> you won. Yeah, they're gone.
4: They're just showing everybody how big their dicks are. That is that's literally <laughs> all
0: it is. Well, that's it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Look at us. Look at the power we have. Mm-hmm.
0: We can we can just take your championship yeah. away.
1: Well, I mean, and it's again too. I, I like really... it means anything though too. It's it's it's
0: ridiculous.
1: Well, the players already came out and said, they're like, oh, you know what? We already lived it. You know, we were in the game already. It's not like they said we couldn't, you know, you know, play in future championship games. They can't take away the memories, as corny and as cliche as that sounds. Mm-hmm. But it's true. I mean, you know, Reggie Bush, uh, Matt Leinart, you know, they still played in that game. They mm-hmm. still went out there. They still kicked Oklahoma's ass in that game and you know yeah, and last
3: time I checked uh, like I said I didn't see Matt Liner did anything wrong and uh he sure didn't I would say 99% of the NFL other players did anything <laughs> wrong what's going to be weird is when you get a tape of that game and you watch it oh, no one else is on the field but Oklahoma <laughs> i know it's hit that and, you know, guy. And it's cr- Yeah, yeah he falls down
0: know what Do you know what sucks for Oklahoma too though is that no one else on the field, and they still didn't win? And They, and they <laughs> lost by thirty. They, they, got their they didn't ass even. Kicked. They didn't even. They didn't even win the national championship. They're the only team in the game.
1: Like, <laughs> like, uh, That's you, so awesome. You do video production. I mean, can you? Can they take out USC's players from the
0: from the game tape? And... Oh, some mad CG Photoshopping. Could, <laughs> Would What? I guess be possible. Yes, it would take maybe,
4: so. Long, I mean, it would take like years. I get to work, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. BCS, years, NCAA. Man. If you need to get a hold of Nicholas, just yeah. email us here at the show. Email themajors.net, yeah. and we could, uh, and you could hire Nicholas to take care of all of that Definitely. for you. Definitely, I so. can do that for you. Um. Anyways, we're gonna be crashing the net here in just. Uh hey, Adam.
0: Yes. It was Fred Goldman. It was Ryan Goldman? Fred. Go- Fred go-
1: Goldman. There we go. Oh, Fred. Jim and Mike always talk about Fred. Yeah, so. Fred. Fred Goldman. Unfortunately, though, uh, Aaron and by
0: looking it up, I didn't bother to Google it. I texted my mom. Right. Okay. <laughs> I knew she would know. My <laughs> my mom is the biggest O. J. Simpson trial freak ever. <laughs> she she could tell you. Anything about the O. J. Simpson trial and proceedings before after everything about it.
3: I still think he's innocent.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he definitely is. He was found not guilty. Yeah. I mean just like I mean when when in an organization in charge issues something, it's true. Yeah. OJ Simpson is is innocent. There was the there. USC did not win the national championship in 2004 you can, you cannot debate these facts squirrel facts squirrel stop stop
1: being stop being ridiculous <laughs> I'm throwing I'm throwing a flag out on you right now just for being just totally ridiculous right now stop it
0: I heard I heard, actually I'm stealing this right now I admit but I heard somebody else make the uh, correlation earlier saying that uh, that it's like you go on a vacation, you have this like awesome vacation, you sit on the beach, relax, you just feel great when you get home, and somebody says, "You didn't go on that vacation,"
2: <laughs>
0: and you're like, "Oh really? <laughs> Damn! I, I got the pictures, I I got, you know, I got the tan. I mean, I, like, we, do ha- we do
1: have we do have Aaron awesome. Eggemeyer calling in right now. We're gonna be crashing the net, Aaron, Aaron, you there?" Yeah. Hey, what's going on, buddy?
5: I'm like you're gonna say something, and I was a little distracted.
2: But
1: well, yeah, yeah I great. mean, I I, di- I didn't I didn't mention this to uh, to uh, everybody else on the show here, but Aaron missed part of the show because he was, you know, he was too busy looking at the Jessica Biel pictures on our uh, oh. on our on our website there. The major. That's a good net. reason. So. Um, yeah, hopefully we can we can get you caught up a little bit. Hey, it's a
3: good segue, Adam. Uh we were just talking about how Oklahoma didn't play anyone in 2004. Yes. Evidently Boston didn't play anyone last night either.
2: <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, what um I don't know what uh what happened last night. Obviously we're uh we're in the middle of the Stanley Cup finals right now. Aaron, um Vancouver's still up in the series 2 to 1, but Boston last night just totally uh Totally dismantled Vancouver eight to one, and again, you know what? I I bring it up all the time, but it seems like Luongo is good for one of these, at least one of these types of games in a series. Uh, what's what's your uh, what's your outlook? What, what's your uh, what have you seen so far in the Stanley Cup Finals, Aaron, between Boston and Vancouver? Um, and I mean, this is a great
5: question because you know, in the first two games, what I really noticed was it seemed like. Boston was having a really hard time trying to figure out Roberto Luongo. And, you know, I think after, you know, coming back home, I think that helped them. But the biggest part was, I mean, that Aaron Rome hit on Nathan Horton, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later, but I think that really kind of just snapped the team out of it. And, you know, they had seven different goal scorers last night, and that's phenomenal for a team really anytime, But You know, just to show that many guys can kind of go after Luongo, I think that's really going to affect them, and I think Game Four is really going to be a very interesting game.
1: So you think you think that hit that uh, Nathan Horton took? Do you think that that could potentially be a a series changer here?
5: Uh, I definitely do. I think um, you know it's all going to depend on how Boston reacts uh, tomorrow night when they play again. Um, you know, obviously Vancouver is going to come out pissed off and, you know, annoyed that they got embarrassed like that. But I think this could have easily shaken Milongo's confidence, like, um, you know, in the Chicago series when he eventually got pulled in Game 6. Uh, or he, he didn't even get started in Game 6, actually. Um, and, you know, I think this could be a major turning point for the Boston Bruins.
1: Well, I you know, after, after that, hit, um, that hit, that hit uh, that Aaron Rome put on, um Nathan Horton reminded me a lot I mean not in terms of uh physicality or what happened to Nathan Horton but it reminds me a lot of the the hit that Rafi Torres put on uh, on Brent Seabrook in the um in the Chicago series because that hit in a way kind of it it turned around that that Chicago Vancouver series where Chicago was able to come back tie the series after being down 3 games to none and um, almost take the series from Vancouver.
5: Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, um, that's a great comparison to make because uh, it goes to show that, you know, that you don't want to give a team something to fight for, then more the more so than they already just want the cup. I mean, this is a major thing. Horton was a big part of their lineup. Um, and, you know, I think the team's going to be really hungry and out for blood this time.
1: Absolutely. Um and what about these first what about the first two games where Vancouver was able to uh, was able to get by Boston. Do you is this more of a testament to uh Vancouver just having more talent than Boston? Those
3: great games.
1: Or is it just um, And
5: you know, I mean, they're both one-goal games, so I mean, it's one of it's again one of the things where it can be such a slim margin for error and I mean uh there's just so much and again it's something i'll probably touch on later but like game two for instance that was a weird game to watch um you know game one was so tight and so close the whole way through it was just really a goaltending duel and you know you can't say enough about tim thomas he's been phenomenal for that team and the long has also been very good except obviously last night but you know it's something where it you almost can see these teams are evenly matched you know on paper for Vancouver should have the edge. They've got more star players, much better forwards. But, you know, Boston's come together as a team and they're playing very well. You know, they're the type of Bruins that you've seen all year and they're, you know, hard to play against. They always they'll finish every check they can and that'll wear everyone down despite how talented you are.
1: Well, let's let's talk a little bit about that hit last night, Aaron, because it seems like that was, uh, you know, that seemed to be the, the other big story coming on this game. Um, in the first period, Aaron Rome uh, just leveled Nathan Horton, and Nathan Horton suffered severe concussions, had to be taking off on a stretcher in the game. Uh, Aaron Rome was assessed a five-minute interference penalty and a game misconduct. We find out today that he's going to be suspended for four games which is, um, which means he's done for the rest of the Good. Stanley Cup Finals. I agree with you, Tip. Uh, but, I mean, with the loss of Horton, with the loss of Rome, what does this do to both of these teams right now?
5: Well, you know, and for Boston, it kind of is, I mean, it's a big loss for them, definitely. He was a big part of their uh, top two lines and a big power play for it. But, um, you know, it's going to let them insert Tyler Sagan. And, you know, you can't say enough about that kid either. You know, he's number two draft pick. He played phenomenally when he had to come in last series against Philly and you know it's something where you just don't you, you can't underestimate them because that's a great player right there. He's young but he's going to be able to produce some offense and as for Vancouver that's a big hit because they've already, they've got a big blue line but they've been suffering with penalties, or injuries and so that's going to be a big loss because Aaron Rome despite being a pretty mediocre player, he's a big presence in the locker room and you've seen it in multiple press releases by that team,
1: uh, and like I said today, uh, Aaron Rome was assessed a a four game suspension for that hit. Uh, what, what do you make of the what do you make of the punishment, Aaron? Do you do you agree with it? Do you think it was too much? Do you think it was too little, or do you think it was about right?
5: Um, it you know, it seems like a lot, you know, suspending the guy for the rest of the playoffs when he worked so hard to get here, and this is where everyone wants to be able to play the game. You know, it was a bad hit. The guy. Blindsided. It wasn't necessarily, you know, an east-west hit where he got him very vulnerable. But you know, there's some of the blame does have to go on Horton for this. He put himself in a vulnerable position, and he was just watching the pass he
4: made. Aaron, but I have to, so, I have to ask you a question because, and I, we're get, I'm, I, I know uh, I'm going to be in the major minority here, and I know I'm always light with hits because I never think they're as bad as everyone else does. But honestly, I saw the hit, and I didn't think it was a big deal. I really don't think it was a big deal. I do agree with you. That I think Horton put himself in a terrible position, and I I understand that it was a, a little harsh, but at the same time, they, they it never gets talked about the, these guys who get hit. Uh, you know, maybe yeah, you gotta you have to know where you are. And you gotta lift your head. I that's agree. you gotta lift your head, and I, I see the same with same with the whole Chara hit in Montreal. I watch hits like that, and it's like they're brutal. Yes, but. I think part of the blame is on the guy who wasn't paying attention.
5: Oh, definitely. And, you know, I definitely agree with you. And it's even harder to kind of make these decisions, especially on, like, open ice. It's so much easier to say, you know, when a guy gets crushed in the boards, oh, well, that was that asshole's fault. he could have been right into him. I mean, yeah, Horton can definitely be blamed for a lot of it. It's obviously something you don't want to bring up, you know, considering the guy who was in the hospital all night. No, exactly. You know, but um, Aaron Rome was definitely – it was a charging hit. So, I mean, there's no reason that he needed to go at him that hard or that fast.
3: And that's why I, I agree, agree with the, the suspension.
5: Was. Yeah, and, I mean, from what I've was, I watched replay a couple times, he didn't leave his feet. You know, it, I mean, Cronwall's made more dangerous hits than that, and luckily he hasn't gotten in trouble for it like this. But, you know, four games is a lot for a playoff series, and uh, it's definitely going to hurt Vancouver in that aspect.
1: Aaron Rome, uh, this is his second uh, game misconduct penalty that he's had in this playoffs um he had one back during the san jose series he had one um, this is his third of the season he had one earlier in the season and then this is his fourth of his career so i mean it's not like he's a headhunter type of player i mean it's not like he's been suspended before for this it's not like he's a matt cook um but he i guess he does have a, a bit of a history a recent history at least prior to this with uh with taking some with Taken serious penalties, you know, in a game. Uh, for me, I see this as more of a respect type thing. I think players, and I and I said it before during our crash of the net segments, that players in the NHL really need to start respecting each other on the ice. And again, and, and I think this is another reason why he was assessed such a a big suspension this is why he was i think this is a big reason why he's gone for the rest of the Stanley Cup finals because the NHL is taking a bigger stance on these hits that cause severe concussions which is what Nathan Horton you know obviously sustained uh but i you know i i look at the play and yes it was a clean hit if he had the puck and 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 i agree you know what Horton needs to be more aware of what's going on on the ice he shouldn't be looking at his pass um, he, especially when you're going up. I mean, it's you know, going up the middle in hockey is almost like going up the middle in football. If you're a wide receiver, I mean, you have the chance of getting your head taken off, and that's obviously what happened to Nathan Hort. He got his head taken off by Aaron Rome. But when I looked at the replay, Aaron Rome had the chance. He had the opportunity to let up and not take him out especially because Nathan uh Nathan Horton wasn't looking where he was going and I, and again that's that's and I, and I may sound like I'm trying to uh you know wussify the game you know try to soften up the game which Lucas is saying I am but you know it's it's a, it's a, for me it's a respect type of thing you know what players need to start respecting each other more when they're out on the ice you know, or else we're going to have more injuries like this happen. We're going to have more star players go down. I know Nathan Horton isn't a star player,
3: star player for Boston,
1: but he's a he's a very you know he, again Aaron said it himself he's a he's a very important player for Boston. Um, but we saw a concussion happen with Sidney Crosby this past season where he, he was out for the rest of the season. You know, and that happened back in the in the Winter Classic. And it's it's just it's just a respect thing for me. You know I agree. players I agree. need to st- players I agree need to
2: exactly.
1: Exactly. Players need to start respecting each other out on the ice. And and I in a in a way I do I do agree with what uh with the suspension too. Just because um Horton was seriously injured on the plane, who knows what's going to happen to him when he comes back. I mean because not only in hockey we've seen concussions uh, just totally turn the career around of players. Even in baseball, look what happened with uh, look what look what's happening with Justin Morneau. Look how long he was out. And this is baseball that we're talking about. Baseball isn't a contact sport for the most part. Hockey is. Who knows what's going to happen with Nathan Horn from here on out? Um, one other thing that I want to get, I want to get to my favorite. Everybody thinks that Roberto Luongo is my favorite player on the Canucks. Um, my, my actually my favorite player on the Canucks is Alex Burrows. Aaron knows Aaron Aaron knows how much I love this guy. I haven't talked about him as much as you know as much as a Roberto Luongo on the show, but Alex Burrows was uh, was involved in a situation himself during the Stanley Cup Finals where he uh, where he bit uh, Patrice Bergeron's finger. During a uh, during a tie-up, what was that, Aaron? Was that Game Two or was He's that Game won. One? Was that Game One? Oh, yeah, Game One. At the end of the first yeah. period, try not
4: putting, try not throwing your hand in someone's face. Then, all right. And <laughs> I don't feel sorry for him for a second.
1: Well, what, what do you What do you make of this? What do you make of this, Aaron? Because I'm I'm going to be biased. I think that they should have you know suspended Burrows for it for but six I, games. <laughs> for six games, yes. Yeah. Suspend that. Suspend that asshole for six games. Because he's a because he's a tremendous he's a he's a tremendous bitch and no nah, I'm not gonna but anyways Aaron what do you what do you make of this because it seems like they're having some fun with it right now um, with that whole biting thing and what, what do you make of it Aaron
5: I mean and I think it's honestly a bit of a joke I was, I agree with you a little bit Adam there I mean and that's why I said earlier you know game two could have been so much different because Alex Burroughs had a huge part in that game. And honestly, I think he should have gotten a game suspension for that because that's something where it's so unsportsmanlike and, you know, scums are going to happen after whistle does. But you don't bite a guy. I mean, no. face washes happen every in every game almost where, you know, you get pissed at a guy and you go throw your glove at him. But, I mean, Burrows himself is a bit of a piece of shit. He reminds me of a bit more talented Matt Cook. But it, the players that are trying to be agitators nowadays, like Sean Avery, Burroughs, Cook... And you can name a bunch of different ones. But I'm, it makes me miss guys like, you know, Maltby, who'd be chatty and get you all and really pissed off and under your skin. But he'd do it by just talking to you. I mean, it, it, he'd leave it in the game. He, you know, it'd be, as far as we know, pretty clean. it just be stuff on the ice. But, you know, after he got off the ice, he'd, he'd be nothing but respectful to people. And, you know, that was something Burroughs just isn't at all. He does get on people. He badmouths people, teams, places, cities. I mean, it was just uh, last year, I think he said, you know, why the hell would I want to go to Detroit to is a cesspool? And, you know, the bite was on purpose. You know, he told the ref that, well, his hand was in my mouth. I said, I had to do it. He said, no, you don't. no um, you don't. You know, if he was suspended, the series could be completely different now. Um, but, you know, it's just something where you brought it up just a minute ago. No respect for players. And, you know, a lot of players in the league respect Patrice Bergeron. And, you know, they came to his aid on that and really calmed Burrows out.
4: Hey, I got to ask you because me and Artifact, who uh, used to be on the majors, is on Groudy. We talk about this quite often because that that, uh, was it game one where they called like 767 penalties in the first period or whatever or something like that. Mm hmm um yeah we we pretty much this goes with your respect thing um people can say what they want and people it's great that they're finally calling penalties it's great you know it's great their consistency but when ever since they've done that they've completely taken out player accountability because the players don't need to be accountable for each other anymore because the refs call a effing penalty every three minutes now so it used to be back in the day you'd if you were messing with someone and you got whaled, well, guess what? There wasn't gonna be a penalty against you. And then next game, well, maybe it wouldn't do that because it came back to bite you. Now those things don't <laughs> happen anymore. Yeah, now that thing, those things don't happen anymore. We're just, I think the player accountability, and I think because of what they've done to the game with the refs and making them call more penalties, I just, it, it, in my opinion, that's what's hurt this game more than anything. <coughs> I'm just curious if what you think.
5: Oh, definitely, you know, and that you know, we've talked about it before and how the games changed so much that there aren't there aren't places for guys like, you know, Derek Mugard or uh, Darren McCarty anymore in this game because you want the guys that have finesse, you know, you want defenders that are going to be able to stop them, but you want finesse guys to make people pay for going on the penalty like that, um, and, you know, that's one of the ways where, you know, that a lot of people cry about the Red Wings because they don't have those tough guys. Because they don't want to. They want. They've adapted to the way the new NHL is going to play, and they're just going to make you pay on the power play for it. You know, it's just one of the things where it has taken away from the game, and I think it has hurt it a little bit. But it's, you know, they are firmly in the camp of scoring equals viewership. Yeah, and I, there's not I, much we can change about it.
3: I agree, Aaron, Aaron's tip. I got a. Is it me, or are they throwing guys out of the play or uh, face-off circle like really fast these days? Because it's kind of driving me nuts. Have you noticed that?
5: Oh, I've noticed that all playoffs, yeah, and you know it's definitely something that's bothered me quite a bit. Um, I've noticed it quite a bit on Boston's half, and I mean, in most Detroit series, it happens in Detroit a lot. But you know, after watching you know a couple other games in the playoffs here this year, a lot of teams are getting it too. So I think that's something they really need to look at exactly what constitutes cheating in the faceoff circle.
3: They have to because it's it's literally changing the game. I mean, you're these teams who are you get a little momentum, they lose a the faceoff. Next thing you know, the it, it, I, it's driving me crazy. It
1: seems like it's it, slowing it down too. Well, to it just doesn't on.
3: slow it down. It, yeah. it takes. It, you can lose a game over that. Yeah. Real easy. You know.
1: Um, moving, moving right along. I. Uh, back to, I mean, one last thing on the end. This and uh, players having more respect for each other out on the ice. And when we talked about Matt Cook. Um, obviously we we, we discussed uh, we discussed Aaron Rome, and there's been a a whole mess of other players you know, in the National Hockey League that have laid, uh, you know, just hard checks on other players, some dirty, some not. Um, But what else do you think has to happen to these players and organizations, Aaron, that consistently, you know, put players out there that, you know, go out and, you know, injure other players?
5: Um, And, you know, it's something I know I talked about before a couple shows ago maybe, but it's going to have to start at a younger level where, coaches and, you know, um, people's parents are just going to have to say, you know, you have to respect other people, you know, if you've got an opportunity to hurt someone, you've got to think if you're going to hurt them, because these players, just, they're just hardwired to make the play as well as they've been taught, and, you know, there's so much going on, on especially on such a high level like this, that they're going to have to somehow hardwire players to realize that they need to think before they act. Which is something that actually goes against a lot of hockey logic. Even I got taught growing up. It's just something, you know, you make the play that's instinctive, and a lot of times that can end up in someone being injured. And, you know, it's never going to change until, you know, something which is going to be awful, but, you know, it's going to have to, someone's going to have to be hurt so bad they never play again. And, you know, whether it's going to be a star player or not, who knows, you know, Crosby still really hasn't gone back to full contact. That could be it. If he never comes back, you know, the league is going to be hurt for years because of that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's that's kind of unthinkable right now. I mean, you know,
3: and that hit was cheap hit. Sorry, yeah. I mean, it not really be, was yeah,
1: not being able to see Crosby come back to the NHL. I mean, you, like you said, Aaron. I mean, what does what does that do to the NHL? I mean, I don't know. It, it'll be it'll be tough, and it's and I know it's uh, it's it's. It's different for Red Wings fans just because you know they have such a uh, they have such a hatred for for Sidney Crosby. Yeah, but but That's what brings people out. Yeah. Um, moving along though, Brad Richards. Um, Dallas said they're not gonna they're not gonna make an attempt to uh, to retain him. He's gonna be an unrestricted free agent once July first rolls around. Um, teams out there that could be in on the uh, on the Brad Richards sweepstakes. What do you think?
5: Um, the big three are obviously, you know, uh, the Rangers, the Leafs, and uh, Tampa Bay. You know, he's got some history in Tampa Bay. They've got the cap space, you know, depending how they re-sign Stamkos. But, you know, the Rangers have the money. They may be, might be just missing that one piece to really put them over the top. And, you know, the Leafs are looking for someone to help out this team. Uh, you know, they were hoping it'd be Kessel when they signed, or they traded for him. And uh Obviously, that hasn't worked out really to how they wanted it to, and they think Brad Richards could really bring in, bring to the table, you know, something that could change their team. Um, you know, Dark Horses, Buffalo's been talked about, and I think they could be an actual real contender for them because they got a new owner who seems to just be, you know what, let's just throw money at people and build this team up. You know, and they've already got some solid stars, you know, Thomas Vanek, Tyler Myers, uh, a solid superstar goaltender and Ryan Miller. And, you know, they've been playoff contenders the past couple of years now. L.A. is another team that, you know, they have a lot of people in place. But I don't think they would give Richard the kind of money he's looking for just because they're going to need to re-sign a lot of people pretty soon. Um, and, you know, even another team now that no one thought would really be a big player in free agency is going to be Detroit, you know. It's unlikely, but it's something the team could probably do if they could talk him down to, you know, $6 million a year. Uh, and it would give the Wings, you know, the ability to play as you can on the same line all year. You know, they have a solid number two center that could really make a difference. And it's something that, you know, never could have, it could happen just because they could trade some players, you know, get rid of Hoodler. Madonna might not be, Modano probably won't be back. Draper might not be back. You know, Rafalski even really made this team a big contender in free agency.
1: I, I actually don't I I don't want them to go after Brad Richards. I, I would much rather have them spend their money in replacing Brian Rafalski. Uh, but man that would be uh, that I'd would love be to see him go after Brad Richards. I think he's I think, exactly I, the type of player I think, this team needs. I, I think I think that'd be I think that'd be scary tip seeing Brad Richards play, you know. <laughs> I think he's exactly what Detroit. the wings need. They need
3: a little. I think they they do need to pick up their offense a little. As great as those two players are,
1: I do. I'd I just I'd much rather see them spend their money on defense. But I, I think um, their
3: defense will be all right.
1: Um. Well, Aaron. I mean, out of all those teams you mentioned, who's your, who's your, who's your pick on who he goes to?
5: Um. I think honestly, he'll probably go to Tampa Bay. I think um, having the history from there, he really I don't think wanted to leave there. But you know, with their ownership up in there, he didn't have much of a choice. Um, you know, they've got a solid team going right now, and I think he could easily see himself being, a, you know, a key piece of that puzzle.
1: All right, well, next up, Colin Campbell out, the NHL's head disciplinarian, um, no longer, and it looks like uh, Brandon Shanahan, former Red Wing, former Hartford Whaler, former St. Louis Blue,
4: uh, New York former Ranger. New
1: Ranger, former New Jersey Devil, um is going to be the uh the new head disciplinarian in the NHL. Uh what do you think about all this? Colin Campbell was obviously he had that position I believe since what, nineteen ninety eight, Aaron? Yeah, it's
5: been uh, yeah, it's pretty much almost since he left the Red Wings there and after he left New York after coaching now he pretty much took up this job.
1: Uh, do you I mean d- Colin Campbell had a you know, he had a lot of uh a lot of critics around the NHL. I mean you being a you being a fan of the NHL, are you are you happy to see Colin Campbell out?
5: Ah uh, yeah, and you know for me it's it's almost too little too late. I mean, he should have been out probably last year when the whole email controversy mm-hmm. that led to honestly several of his emails being part of a federal court cases. is am bad just a black guy on the NHL and it took him a long time and I mean they, a lot of people stood by him, but that's one of those things where he has his critics and you know, it almost looks like now the league's ready to take another a good step in the direction of having someone to discipline the players. And, you know, Shanahan's proven he knows what he's doing as an executive. He looks out for players' rights. He looks out on both behalf of the NHL and the owners. And, you know, he's shown he knows what he's doing. And he knows what fans want. And, uh, you know, he could bring about a legitimate kind of discipline that the NHL really needs right now, especially with all the headshots going on.
1: I don't want to see Chris Chelios be put in there because then we could have a, a, an NHL reality show with uh with Gary Batman and Chris Chelios working together. I think that'd be funny. But it'd be nice. it would nice to see Brandon Shanahan in there again because you know, he he's, he was such a good player when he played in the NHL and he's really um he's done a good job, you know, being part of the NHL, you know, hierarchy
3: hierarchy that's yeah why he, that's why he went i uh, went to the rangers thing, yes because
1: he wanted to be closer to uh yeah. to the east coast and you know and around nhl headquarters and everything and you know and it was him i believe that you know came up with the whole concept of this year's uh of this year's all-star game format of team lidstrom
3: hey aaron i was just curious i've heard, you know i thought about this a couple years ago and I, I i heard some uh commentary on it but do you think that shanahan could possibly be the next commissioner of the nhl
5: I mean, based off of how quickly he's moved up in this league, it's entirely possible. Yeah, I think
3: um, I think that's where he's on a fast you know, track. Come
5: close, yeah, come close to you know the, South, uh, the current CBA is coming up, and I think the next two years he's a big. He was a big face for the players' union, and uh, I think that would definitely help the league in terms of negotiating a new CBA without delaying any type of uh, lockout.
1: Remember in Star Wars when uh, the Emperor no. fell and all the celebrations around um Naboo and
4: <laughs> this is when on Coruscant and they're oh, pushing is that? over his statue. Yeah, Should Bent- Vancouver <laughs> and Toronto and-
3: <laughs> Gary Batman's supping down. Yeah.
1: yeah, can you imagine what the celebrations would be like around Canada and you know in Detroit and all the big hockey markets would it be like if Gary Bettman uh <laughs> when he finally leaves?
4: I'm going to Shelly's Chili cuz shit's free that day.
5: <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, really. that might be like the Montreal riots from last year all
1: over the country. We might lose Canada
0: for good if that happens. Um, Oh, yeah, Molson will, like, fall from the skies. (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be awesome.
1: Um, A couple of other things, Aaron. Uh, Question for you. Olympic gold or Stanley Cup ring? What what do you think? uh, I know you can't speak for, for players in the NHL, but, I mean, what do you think is more important to them? Do you think it's winning an Olympic gold medal? For your country, or is it winning a Stanley Cup, uh, a Stanley Cup ring, or championship?
5: And I mean, this is kind of a question that you're never going to really be able to answer for anyone. But you know, every kid grows up wanting to win the Stanley Cup. You know, as young as five, you know, you're having that dream game seven overtime, and you know, you just imagine coming down the side, sweeping in front, and winning that goal, and you know, bringing the cup home for that your city and your fans and your team. But you know, I think as you get older, you kind of find a different dream if you get the chance to play in the Olympics. You know, you're representing your country and your family and your city and your whole heritage, and I think that's something where, you know, it's, it's a real special moment to kind of go onto the ice to your national anthem and realize that, you know, you're the best your country has to offer. And, you know, I think that's something where it's a nice dream, but I think coming together with countrymen for, you know, five or six games is really nothing compared to being with the same guys. Year after year over 82 games, and then you know, a grueling postseason to kind of realize to have your name on a trophy that'll last forever. I think that is a little bit bigger of a prize.
1: I, I agree. I mean, it's you know, the NA, the Stanley Cup is such a you know, it's it's such a well known you know, championship title, um, you know, especially in hockey. I mean, the NHL is still the uh, the premier league in the world. I mean, it's you know, it, it's still bigger than the K. I think it has a lot Asia. to what country you're from though. I I, 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 do. I, think, I think I think I think that's that plays into it as well. Tip, I mean, if you're, you know, obviously look how you know, look how important it was when, you know, Dominic Hasek won, right. you know, the gold medal for, you know, the Czech Republic and um, you know, and I and I think it I think that's definitely the case for a lot of those Eastern European com- countries and, you know, and and pretty much Europe in general. Um You know, winning that gold medal, especially for, you know, for Russia after all the success that they used to have, you know, at the international level when they were the Soviet Union and um, in a sense too, you know, the United States and Canada. But again, in the United States and Canada, I think it's I think it's more so the Stanley Cup. So um, I know Nicholas had a question for you, Aaron. It's a trivia question. Um, this is what we're going to use to close out crash in the net for this week. So take it away, Liglis. Uh,
4: th- this one comes. Uh, this one comes from Artifact. Uh, which, which sibling pair in the NHL hold the record for most points ever? Total your combined combined careers. Uh, it's definitely not. Um,
5: you know the Sedin brothers thank god All to be, um, uh, let me think back here
1: he's looking it up right now
5: <laughs> no i want to say the Stasneys. i want to say peter and uh his brother but you know there are three of them so i think that almost be cheating
4: <laughs> i'll give you a god. hint it's it's a it's kind of a cop out answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
3: uh, it's not the Sutters, is it? No, no, it's not. Th- that's who I picked, Aaron. I picked the uh, Sutters. It, it's a
4: ridiculous... It's a ridiculous... The, the answer, it's someone who's probably... you
1: wouldn't get it. If
4: anyone were to get it, it would be you. But, it would I be mean,
2: Aaron.
1: Just, I'll, I'll
4: give you a hint. It's someone who was really, really great... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is it? I
2: forgot. Yeah, he had a brother, hey, Brown who played,
1: Brent? like what, like 20
4: uh, games? He play, uh, B- Wayne and Brent Gretzky combined for a total of 2,861 <laughs> points. Brent uh, gave one goal and three assists of those <laughs> points. He played 13 games with Tampa Bay. Yeah,
2: the, one one pretty of pretty the goals good is good. his like, oh, yeah, Gretzky, that makes sense. Good point. call. You
4: said Brent before we did. That's awesome. That's, a, that's, a <laughs> that's gr- incredible, that's actually. That's a great question. How,
2: you know what? You know what my question is?
1: How do, how, do, how do his parents, how do their parents introduce the two? To, him <laughs> to somebody who... Yeah, this is uh, this is our, this is our son Wayne Gritsk. and this is this is his brother Brent.
4: Do you think We're it's one of those Brent. things too, where, where like his mom's like, uh, oh oh oh, it's Wayne Gritzky Well, Brent, honey, you played in the NHL too, and he's just like, mom, please I guarantee don't bring that, that up. I
0: guarantee that's what it's like. Both my sons played in the NHL. What's that? It's almost
5: like Eli and Peyton
4: Manning. It's
0: like, oh Peyton, you know, oh yeah, I'm and
5: your brother. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That, well, except Eli, at least, you know, his, he has a Super, is a super Bowl, a super Bowl right? Where do uh,
2: Fedorov and well, his, his brother. brother uh... Right? Uh...
4: There is a third brother. He did not make it to the NHL, though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. He's probably not even allowed any family functions. <laughs> you're talking, you're, you are said the Fedorov? You know, Fetter, Fedorov. Yeah. 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 Fedor, Fedorov. Where, Fedor, Fedorov.
0: Where do, where do they. They both uh, play, match up. I wonder. They
1: both play with each other. I think still in the KHL. Do they? Yeah, I believe so. I Just believe like when they were kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, playing for them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, though, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this week's edition of uh, Crash the Net with Aaron Eggemeyer. Aaron, it's been awesome having you this week, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.
5: Sounds good, guys. You have a good day. All right. Thanks, Thanks to Aaron. See
1: we might have a champ by then. All right. Well, there you go. Uh it's with Aaron Eggermeyer. Um We're actually going to go ahead and take another quick commercial break. This is the Majors Live on the Majors net. We'll be right back. I wasn't going to school because I was just making money stealing cars.
0: Well, I was 10 when I first got involved with drugs. I skipped school because, you know, nobody cared.
5: When I first got pregnant, school was not important to me, so I dropped out.
0: I just thought the only way I can make something out of my life is if I get an education.
5: I still need to go to school to make, make it for myself. Stay in school. Give yourself a chance.
0: I think I'm happier now. I know I'm happier now.
5: A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council.
1: Hi, right, this is Carl Edwards here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You want to make a difference? It's simple. Be
5: responsible. Plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council.
1: People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it
0: off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So, um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances.
5: So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can.
2: Because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later. And you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is
0: Sarah. And I'm going to get started today.
3: We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the Station.
1: This is a Major Sports Update. I'm Adam Hernandez. Tiger Woods pulled out of the U.S. Open on Tuesday because of lingering issues with his left leg, leaving him uncertain how soon he can resume his pursuit of Jack Nicklaus's record for major titles. It will be the first time Woods has missed the U.S. Open since 1994 when he had just graduated high school. I'm extremely disappointed that I won't be playing in the U.S. Open. But it's time for me to listen to my doctors and focus on the future," Wood said on his website. I was hopeful that I could play, but if I did, I risk further damage to my left leg. My knee and Achilles tendon are not fully healed. Wood said he hoped to be ready for the at and National, which starts June 30th at Aronomic and the next two majors. Then again, he said two weeks ago, he would do everything possible to be ready for the U.S. Open, which is far more significant. NBC network, The NBC network outbid Fox and ESPN by almost a billion dollars Tuesday to win U.S. television rights to four more Olympics and keep the Games through 2020. The result, a $4.38 billion knockout for NBC. Despite a recent change in ownership, the sudden departure of longtime Olympic chief Dick Embersall. in an uncertain economy, NBC and its parent company Comcast defied speculation and its grip on the Olympics was begun and that the grip on their Olympics was coming to an end. In the NFL, the NFL and its players again held talks Tuesday at a secret location, seeking a resolution to the labor impasse. Two people familiar with the meetings confirmed to the Associated Press that the two groups met. NFL spokesman Greg Arillo said the league had no comment on the meeting first reported by the NFL Network. This is the second time in the last week the two sides have met including a a three-day session outside Chicago that included Commissioner Roger Goodell and NFL Players Association head Demore Smith. The idea is simple, face-to-face negotiations are more likely to lead to a new collective bargaining agreement than court actions. And in one final baseball note, Boston Red Sox closer Jonathan Papelbon has been suspended three games for making contact with an umpire. The suspension was to begin Tuesday night against the New York Yankees, but Papelbon is appealing. Major League Baseball also fined Papelbon an undisclosed amount for his actions in the ninth inning last Sunday when he blew a four-run lead as the Oakland Athletics tied it at seven. Boston won 9-8 in 14 innings. Papelbon was upset with the balls and strikes calls of plate umpire Tony Rondazo. The pitcher said something to Rondazo after Connor Jackson's two-run single and the umpire took off his mask and replied. Papelbon pushed toward the umpire and was ejected. At one point during the argument, Pablo Bond bumped Randazzo with his chest. For more, check out the majors.net. In the meantime, we'll get back to the majors live on the majors.net. I'm Adam Hernandez.
0: Welcome back all. This is webisode number 64 of the Majors Live on TheMajors.net. It's almost a 2204 in the search for Tim Day. If you're just joining us, we did a bunch of French Open and tennis talk starring Nicholas. We did a bunch of NCAA talk about the USC championship being revoked from 2004 among other NCAA news, and we, of course, did an extra special episode of Crashing the Net with Aaron Eggemeyer about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Here's your host, Adam Fernandez.
1: Do you think it would ever get sponsored by Bounty?
0: By Bounty? Are you referring to the grouty show we did last Thursday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, We're I'm hoping for a Bounty sponsorship. I mean, we we really plugged their product last week. A lot. And it we absorbs talked about how, how absorbent it was. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you should definitely check out episode 138 of Detroit Growdy Radio, which uh, is actually just now posted on iTunes.
1: Yep, uh, the majors and Growdy are now back on iTunes, um, which is uh, which is great. We've mm-hmm. you know
0: and actually all the uh, majors, all the shows from the majors dot net will be posted on there as well. Yeah, no. Around the diamond, I believe is up to date. Around now. the
1: diamond is on there, and it looks like we're going to be having all the shows, um, both Growdy and uh, and the every, Majors.
0: Every couple days, you can look forward to a new show being uh, uploaded to the iTunes account. Subscribe to all of them. Yep,
1: Absolutely. So again, that that, that is great to finally have our shows um, once again be up on iTunes because it's such a it's such a it's such a great resource for mm-hmm. you know people out there to listen. And because every you know tons of people have smartphones now. And access to iTunes on their smartphones, and they can go ahead and download um, all the episodes of of Grouty, of the Majors Live, Diamond. You, can, you can
0: download it on your smartphone. Bring your earbuds to work with you, and you know, just plug it in and listen
1: to us all day long.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, um, <laughs> exactly. but we have it. We have a Growy announcement, and we can also talk about what's going to be happening with Growdy this Thursday. Yeah, sure. So go ahead, and take it away, Squirrel. You know,
0: uh, the, we, the Groudy we're having a uh, new uh, new Growdy time. Um, not new groudy channel, just new groudy time. Um, but Crowdy Detroit Crowdy Radio will be moving from Thursday nights to Wednesday nights. Not this, not not tomorrow. Still, stay tuned this Thursday at eight o'clock next Eastern week. time. But starting next week, uh, June fifteenth, Crowdy will be moving to eight o'clock Eastern time on Wednesday nights. So, uh, definitely check that out. We had a lot planned for you this month. We have. Uh, Chris Drahem and the Infatuations coming on um, this month. They'll be live in studio. We have Danielle Bloom, um, singer-songwriter, Shelby, uh, coming on as well um, this month. So uh, definitely stay tuned. Can't miss a show of uh, Growdy in June.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, make sure you stay tuned for that. This Thursday, um, last our last Thursday show before yes. we move to Wednesdays, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, Growdy.com or themajors.net. Make sure you check it out. Um, before we move on to our uh, to our game time segment, I wanted to get a little bit of uh, discussion about the NBA Finals because it has been a spectacular NBA Finals so far. Uh, game two was absolutely phenomenal with D- Dallas coming back from 15 down with I believe seven minutes seven left. Minutes left. Uh, Dirk just was this he was playing out of his mind in game two um, to get Dallas back in that game and actually and eventually win it there at the end um game three again was another remarkable game uh again that was more so the the Dwayne Wade show Dwayne Wade was playing out of his mind in that game and uh Miami was able to take that game late off of a Chris Bosh late um three pointer it was a two pointer was it? yeah it was a it was a long two pointer oh okay um but uh, again, it's it's been it's been it's been a great finals, and we, we, we talked about this too before the NBA finals started, just how great of a final this you know this had the potential of being, and it's it's lived up to it. I still think that this game is that this is the series is going to go seven mm-hmm. games, and I'm still sticking with Dallas winning the series. Um, I know that they're playing right now, and I probably should be. Uh, um, I might be eating my own words here after looking at that score. It should um, be close to halftime.
4: Yeah. Um, What is it? What's the
1: score? Bringing it out. Are you wrong? Uh How wrong
4: are you? Uh Uh-oh. It's
1: 47 to 45 Miami at Uh halftime. So it is a very, very close game. Um, But, again, when you're talking the Miami Heat, when you're talking, you know the NBA Finals, you have to mention LeBron. And I want to know what this does because Miami is close. They're close to winning a championship. Oh, yeah. They're up by, you know, they're up in the series two to one. Um, you know, they could win tonight's game and really take a stranglehold on the series. Uh, basically, my question is: is what does an NBA championship do for LeBron's career? What does it do for him for him from here on out?
0: I think he might get kind of arrogant and cocky. <laughs> what do you guys think? He'll probably
1: forget where he came from. Maybe.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: I can't. I can't even add to that. Actually, that was perfect. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, we, uh, me and me and Diggle were actually talking about this the other night, and uh, it, he brought up a, a great point to this. Uh, just talking about how great Dwayne Wade has been playing because he's been he, Dwayne Wade always plays great. Dwayne Wade's a great player and it was you know in comparison because of all the the stupid comments Scottie Pippen made and all that stuff you know and people just saying oh LeBron's you know the next Jordan and he was bringing up the point he's like is LeBron the next Jordan he said or is Dwayne Wade the next Jordan he's like LeBron came to this team and it's not his team it's never been his team Mm -hmm. this is Dwayne Wade's team LeBron plays second fiddle to Dwayne Wade so the main story here almost I like it. I was like why is the main story LeBron here? Why isn't the main story the fact because that Dwayne he's Wade is such a loudmouth? Is yeah, that the only reason? Yeah, that's what I'm th- I think because just watch the way he plays and it's not like he's he's a great player. I'm not taking that away from him. But why isn't Dwayne Wade the main talk of this? Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki are the two main superstars here. LeBron has not and because Having two superstars on the team is, and the NBA the way it is now is virtually impossible. But
3: Lebron's it, played
4: great defense. No, he yeah, has. He say, has very played. He's played great. I was going to say that as he's well. He totally eliminated
0: to, Terry. I yeah, I and mean, don't don't discredit uh, Lebron's defensive ability at all. I, I mean, oh the, no, he that's he not, not even Defensive about. team. Well, and, than, and I think I, I think the
3: uh, the whole key to the series, and I think this was Miami's philosophy going in, is let Nowitzki just do what he has to do. He can score forty, and we'll still win. And yeah. that—that's what's happening. I mean, they have virtually just play everyone around else. Him.
0: Like yeah, that happens a lot in the NBA, right? When that, you have a team with a superstar. That's play why I around at the
3: beginning of the at the beginning of the series individual. that the most you know the key player for Dallas was kid. And
1: he's yeah. been playing pretty good for them so far. But he but they,
3: they, they no one else he's is scoring still, okay. though. But no one else is scoring, and you know he is not he is not a kid's number one job was to stop Wade. And he hasn't been able to do he's that. He's not gonna stop Wade. But though. but yeah, he, 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 down. he had to exactly you gotta slow him down. Slow him down. Stop him. That was but that was the only way they could win this series. If Wade uh, is the best player on the floor, Miami's winning this series, probably in five.
1: as far as far as LeBron goes, though, um, again I think the reason why is you know, they're talking more about LeBron being Jordan as opposed to Dwayne Wade being Jordan is it because I mean, as much as you know, as, as much of a douchebag that LeBron is, he's still the more talented player than than Dwayne Wade. I think. I think, and I and I don't and I don't really see it as a. As yeah, a, as I a mean,
0: g- he's got the size and the athleticism overall. I I think he might be a maybe a more versatile player. Well, I, th- I think LeBron a- has the ability to carry a team by himself better than Dwayne well, Wade, and he did in Cleveland. Yeah, well, I think I think, but Dwayne Wade is a much tougher position. He does, but I mean, Dwayne Wade's kind of always had that that uh, big guy buffer backing him up. I mean, he had shackled I mean, before. He had
3: f- right, but the, to me, the most important position and hardest position on the on the floor is being a point guard.
1: Well, sure, it is. Um, uh, that's it you know,
3: You know, it's kind of like they're the quarterback. Yeah,
1: and I and I and I agree, Tip. It's it's just you know what you and said. I'm not
3: taking anything for, away from LeBron, but I think being a point guard, it's much more difficult.
1: No, I, and I agree with you. I agree with you, but I think I think you said the magic word there. Uh, scroll and that's LeBron's more versatile than than Dwayne Wade is. I mean, you could put, you can put LeBron James as a power forward. You can put him as a small forward. I think the only position you can't put LeBron at really is a center, just because he doesn't have that total size. I'm not, I'm not
0: even sure about that, honestly. I, I think, you know, I mean, of course, Dwayne Wade is an expert at what he does, but. You know, I mean, I guess when you're talking about them as an individual player, you got to ask the question: Could LeBron James do what Dwayne Wade does? Yes, he could. Not, not as well, but he could do it. Could Dwayne Wade do what LeBron James does? No, he can't. I mean, it, it's it can't be done. Well, Jenner, I, can LeBron because James because play center? Yeah, I think he could. Play I, I think he could too, but, but I, six eight? But you know, he could. You're not he's, he's a, a, he'd be an undersized center, but
3: you're not going to have a six eight point guard So you're not, no, you're but you're, you're going to
0: have guys. You've had guys in the past, like Kevin Garnett, for instance, who have played that position. You know, I mean, he Kevin Garnett was never the point guard, but he was the guy playing, you know, bringing the ball up from the backcourt a lot. And LeBron did that to some degree in Cleveland as well. So I think he can do it. Sure, you don't want to have your six foot eight guy playing point guard. That's you know, That's as much not, as yeah. you want to say a point guard is a is it the most important spot, it it. it it is, in some ways, the hardest job, but you don't want to waste a guy that size hanging out in the backcourt with well, you, you can have you, you, up under the net. You can't. I mean, exactly.
3: I mean, that's not how the game works. And that's why I've always said, and I'll stick to this until I'm proven wrong, Magic Johnson's the greatest player of all time.
0: You're, you're talking about because of what he did in the uh, NBA Finals when you he just yeah. what he
3: has done he, what he did his whole career. Having to come in, you talk about being versatile. Yeah, no one is more position. versatile than Magic Johnson. Yeah,
1: and then you know having to come in for Kareem. And,
3: and if you wanted, like you asked a question last night around a diamond, who would you want to start? Who? What would be the one player you would pick to start a franchise with? Without question, it would be Magic Johnson. Well,
4: not
1: and, now.
3: And, but he to me. This guy, he did it all. Greatest player, in my opinion, ever played.
1: Um, you know, I, but it's it in terms of LeBron, and I'm not going to argue with you, at, you know, with Magic Johnson being the greatest player, to, because for one, I, I always liked Magic Johnson, always hated Michael Jordan, so my argument's going to be a little biased. <laughs> and, um, but still, I mean... The majority of NBA fans are still going to compare LeBron to Michael Jordan. They're still going to think. Which isn't fair. Well, it's not fair. And I think people need to stop that from the standpoint that LeBron's never going to be Michael Jordan. Because Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan knew what it took to win, and he did it. Michael Jordan never, you know, gave up on his team like LeBron did, and. Cleveland, and if LeBron was truly, truly, truly that great player that everybody makes him out to be, then he wouldn't have given up on Cleveland last season. He wouldn't have done it. He would have. He would have. He would have. He would have played throughout that series as best as he could. And he clearly didn't do that. He gave up on Cleveland. He took. A, he took a dump on his city, and he left to ride the coattails of Dwayne Wade. And he hadn't been there that long. No, I mean, he, hadn't. he really. It took
3: Jordan. A long time to win that first championship no, it
4: took about jordan jordan got seven, his butt kicked for you
3: know? quite a while by the pistons so yeah. well,
1: i mean and you know what i if if lebron was if lebron was truly that great player too then he he would have won he would have won a title in cleveland no yeah definitely he, he done wouldn't done have
4: played second fiddle to someone and you and he, he was he, what he, he's and doing and, and
1: he would have done it either when cleveland went to the finals or he would have done it uh, last season
3: yeah,
0: No, without a doubt, and that, that's going to haunt him his whole career. It and will, it, it
3: will,
1: and it
0: should. Yeah, it should. Well, you know, He's I n- I think, I think the one of the reasons the comparison just uh, doesn't hold water is, in my opinion, Michael Jordan's prime focus was basketball and winning, and LeBron James' prime focus is self promotion. Uh, you know, I mean, not that part of his self-promotion isn't playing great basketball because it is i mean he does every day but i i really think he's more concerned with being famous than he is with winning titles well i, mean,
3: I think it's going to be very interesting if somehow dales can tie this series tonight or win you know take a 3-2 lead which you know i you know i would love to see it just because just makes better better sports but it would, I, I'm very interested to see how LeBron will react in those situations when it is truly the time where the pressure's on and I'm you know hey the guy might just be phenomenal. I'm not even, this isn't a personal attack on him or anything. I'm as a fan or as a, just watching a game, I'm gonna find it I, I'm really interested to see how he's gonna react.
1: Well, we're going to move along, but speaking of, of, of bitches and LeBron, we're going to go ahead and get to our bitches and badasses list here. Um, bitches and badasses, we're going to go ahead and pick our bitch and our badass from this past week. Um, who's taking it first? I'll go minor
4: mine quick. Go ahead, Legolas. My bitch, uh, like I had mentioned earlier, was the referees in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals. That game was virtually unwatchable up until the third period because every – Forty-five seconds. They call the penalty. Whether it was half of them were, you know, minors on both teams. But I mean, but it's. I don't know why they can't get it through their head that the more penalties you call doesn't make for a better or safer game. It all it does is make for crap sports, and it just makes the players angrier and angrier. Um, and that's the way Bettman wants it. So I guess that's the way it's going to be. Um, my badass for this week is It's a double but it's really the same It's uh, Federer and Nadal just for playing such a great match um, And Federer Federer for beating Djokovic And Nadal for beating Federer And just for just playing both Federer for such an amazing French Open um, You could even say he almost played better Than he did in 09 when he won the tournament Because he didn't have to play Nadal But uh, those two just They, they make that sport uh, is They make it the main reason To
1: watch the sport right now all right. Who's up next? Go ahead, Tip.
3: Uh, my bitch is uh, Vancouver Canucks, Rome, who hit uh, Burroughs. It, was it Burroughs? I'm sorry. Not, yeah.
1: No, it, he hit Horton. Horton. Horton.
3: I'm looking at the wrong thing here. He's my bitch because I'm just as much as I.
1: I would applaud Rome if he hit Burroughs. I do agree
3: to a point with Nicholas and Aaron's argument. I understand. I've watched hockey all my life, but this this stuff's got to stop it's that simple somebody's gonna get killed not just hurt okay and my badass is uh this week without a doubt is uh federer and doll. and uh i forget i forget every year when i watch major tennis how much i absolutely am in love with the sport of tennis and uh it's just a pleasure to watch
0: go ahead squirrel Oh, uh, you know, I know that uh, this segment is usually a solo affair, but uh, please feel free to chime in on this, guys, because I do actually kind of want your uh, your opinion. Because I kind of I-, I wasn't sure if I should go here or not um, with naming uh, naming him my bitch, but my bitch this week actually is uh, Tiger Woods. Um, and I-, I know he's injured, and I know being injured and not playing is not a reason to be a bitch, <laughs> but I just wondering. In in his particular sport, you know, a, a sport where people play a lot older than they do in other sports, and a sport when he's been compared to Jack Nicklaus, you know, from the day he joined the pro circuit, basically. When, when does a guy in Tiger Woods' position need to change up his game because of an injury he has? Or just... Persevere through the emotional problems and gain a certain degree of mental toughness, to to just to just play better, you know. And when, when does that happen in this sport? Because if there's any sport where that's possible to me, it's golf. You know, I mean, golf is a sport where people with hurt knees and hurt backs play the game every day, and you know, you know it's possible. And I'm not saying that not at you, that level though. Uh Don't tell me that when these guys on the... You know, I realize that he can't do it at that level necessarily, but he's not even coming close to that level. And there's been guys who have been 50 years old competing with him when he was an extremely young man, even though maybe he was beating them. Don't tell me those guys' legs didn't hurt. I mean, I just... I, I just, when does it come to a point where you change your swing a little bit? You you reinvent yourself and become a good golfer. Just focus on getting back in the game instead of well, maybe you, he won't be the greatest ever right. anymore. I, I, but I think I know where you're getting at, and you, it's okay to chime in. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I,
3: I, there's a difference between being, you know, sore or having a bad. You know, I've got a bad back, mm-hmm. and it, it really sure. has killed. You know, I really don't. I can't golf much anymore because of it. But um, when you when you have a knee injury and especially Achilles, that if he does, I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting he doesn't. I'm not. I, I'm not him. I don't know. But if he truly has a knee and Achilles injury, he can't golf. I mean, that there's just there's no point in it because number one, he could, if he tore his Achilles, number one, he's done. He's done for a year, and you can't take that chance. And you know, I you know, I I, I think. I, but I do a little bit of part, little part of me does believe what he is doing is he's just mentally out of this, and he's just checking himself out.
2: I I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I mean, if that's
3: what your point is getting to, I actually think that is part of it, and I don't know even if that's a bad idea for him not to just check out for a while.
0: It could be, I, I you know, and I. I agree with you. I I do, and I don't really know what Tiger Woods should be doing. I'm not telling Tiger Woods what to do, but it just seems, it just seems strange to me. I, you know, for a guy to yeah, the be the timing's bad, and for I I have a feeling it's mental, just because if what you said is true, you know, if his Achilles is torn, and then he knows that, you know, we know you know that I know, you know, if if it's something that just oh he just can't play, it's it's that simple, but. He went out there, he tried, which leads me to believe that he could be playing if, if he wanted to, you know, maybe in a little bit of pain, maybe, you know, but I just don't see how someone who was basically hands down considered the best of the best at what he did, how an injury like this can just all of a sudden make you suck. You know, I, I just... You know, and, and just puts you completely out of the sport.
3: Well, Freddie Couples is, but, he, you, know, he, you know, on the other side, Freddie Couples is a perfect example. Bad back, to, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. It, it really kept him from becoming arguably, he would have been a top ten player of all time. But he, he missed arguably probably three full seasons of golf because of his back. You know, in, in, in his prime. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just couldn't golf and I mean it really affected his game and now he's 50 years old and he's playing better yeah. but he can't play every week Sure. and he never could uh, there's quite a few players who, are in the, who have been in that situation for years and the only thing I can defend Woods on in this is I watched the Masters, I watched the last round and I believe it was the 16th or 17th hole and I was watching it I think with my wife and uh, he swung he was on a hill and he winced and, jerked. and I know that feeling because I've done sure. it. And I looked right at my wife I said, he hurt his knee again. And he was limping a little, and he never – that's when he made his, you know, big push. Mm-hmm. He almost won it. He, And you could tell he was hurt. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had definitely well, hurt his knee on that point.
0: And I guess part of my point, too, is that – I know we're, you know, maybe talking about this too long. Sorry about that, Adam. But, right. you know, part of my point on this, too, is – tiger's getting older he's been doing this for a long time we all know he still has it in him to be a great golfer because as far as golf is concerned he's not that old i agree with you but you know you mentioned a guy like freddie couples who's now playing when he's 50 you know jack nicholas these guys played till they were how old or still play you know technically you know on the senior tour stuff like that you know champions I, Tour. <laughs> you know i mean <laughs> you got these guys still playing. Of Freddie Couples, I'm sure, doesn't swing the club the same way he did when he was 25, and that's to me why Tiger Woods needs to, where you need. I I see what you're saying. He needs to, I think, reinvent his game to some degree.
3: I think the biggest mistake Tiger Woods made, and I said it last year, and I I still, and I think this is what's happening with him. Come back. He should have never played last year. He should should have have taken at least 12 months off. He should have taken the year off, and got his head together, figured out what. He, where, where he was going, what he wanted to do. There is no question. I've never, I never believed in a million years this guy would fall like this. He has completely lost his edge. It, it's one of the great, really, truly one of the great stories of sport is what, what has happened to Tiger Woods. It's sad to me. And I mean, oh, I, know, I, just... I know people love to make fun of that stuff. I, I don't think it's funny. I think it sucks. This was the greatest golfer I ever saw in my life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's like Sidney Crosby, too. Whether no, you'll hate not, you hate him or not, And I was never see, a Tiger Woods yeah, fan. You hate it to see sad. great players leave the game. It just it, it doesn't do anything
1: for anybody.
0: Who's your uh, Who's your badass? squirrel? badass this week is the Majors Live, who you can now find once again on iTunes. Check us out. Subscribe on iTunes. Majors Live on the Majors dot net. Uh, you can subscribe to Detroit Groudy Radio inside the huddle, around the diamond, inside the paint as well. All on iTunes, available for free download, right to your computer, smartphone, iPod, whatever you need. Looks majors live on the majors dot net.
1: Looks like Squirrel didn't have a badass for this week.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I have a third badass for this week and that is Artifact from Grouty who posted all of our stuff for iTunes. I would just say thank you very much. Yes. Dude. <laughs> uh, I know it was, it was a lot of work, but uh if if it wasn't for Artifact, our stuff wouldn't be on iTunes right nope. now. So uh Thank you, Artifact. Yes, this is a very cool.
0: So, taking over the new position.
3: What's ito- iTunes? <laughs>
4: it's 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 like FM radio. <laughs>
1: Oh, cool! So we're on yeah. FM now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What which means, which means we can't like... say shit.
4: Or <laughs> oh, okay. well, I don't like to swear on the show anyway. You guys do. Sea sucker.
0: Um, it's kind of like I mean I know like the way you would think about it is how, like everyone listens to AM, but like some of the kids are starting to listen to like FM. Is like the
3: crowd.
4: big
0: Yeah. Big eight eight hundred AM. You know, yeah. W. Yeah. Awesome. We're not
4: quite at that level yet. So we're, we're in Canada to. too. We absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we're in cool. Canada. We're in can, all twenty three. All 23 iTunes stores across the nation, and by nation I mean the world, because I misspoke. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you can you can hear us in Australia and Antarctica. Yeah, we had. Uh, you think we can get it on the internet?
4: God, I hope so. <laughs> Actually, a year year a couple years ago when we uh uh we were. No, for Growdy, we're still doing Growdy. We actually had several listeners in Germany.
0: Yeah, Germany
4: we, was big. <laughs> I don't know why Germany, but we, we got were uh, big in amongst
0: the. Uh, some of them were Germans, but we were big amongst the uh, American soldiers over in Germany. Oh, okay. Well.
1: It was it was David Hasselhoff a and Growdy Radio. No.
0: Uh, <laughs> a lot of yeah. our, a lot of our veterans were uh, Or not veterans, but a lot of our uh, servicemen yeah, were service over there service. listening in Germany. they're very, very big there. That's awesome.
1: Uh my uh my badass this week is the NHL. I really like what they did handling handling the uh the Nathan Horton Aaron Rome hit from last night. Uh I think I totally agree with what they did. I like how they're uh seems like that was a statement a statement suspension that they laid on uh on Aaron Rome for that hit just because of all the um all of the uh, you know the hits to the head, the head injuries that they 've had this season, so I like what they did, and I know the NHL usually doesn 't get a lot of props, but i 'm giving it to them this week um, My bitch and i 'm going to go ahead and say bitches because it 's more than one person it is Ohio state fans and jim trestle uh, i don 't know if anybody caught what happened this past uh, this past week aside from him resigning Jim trestle resigning but Ohio State fans held a rally at Jim Tressel's house in support of their coach. Um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not putting all Ohio State fans in this in this category, but how I am. how how naive and how stupid can you be supporting this guy that I don't want to say single handedly, but had a huge part in in what's going to put your program back for the next in the next few years probably. Um and then they're going out there so there's support. You're still our coach. We you know, we we want you to come back. And then Jim Tressel is out there in his Ohio State garb and saying that we're going to kick their ass in November. I'm sorry, Jim, but it's you... weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jim, you're not part of Ohio State University anymore,
0: so... It's it's easy to claim that you're a Buckeye for life when you know no one else wants to hire you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that all he can ever come up
0: with, is the yes. Michigan game? Is I, this That was it. Yeah, that I is I mean, what that's unbelievable. Said. Ohio, you know, get a life. Please. Please. And actually, I you know what, Adam? I want to stick up for the Ohio State fans, actually. Um, and you had mentioned, you called them, you were talking about how they were dumb, and I don't think that's right to say. I mean, that's obvious. If they were smart, they would have got into Michigan, and <laughs> they wouldn't be Ohio State fans. So that goes without saying. You don't need to put that right out there in the radio
2: <laughs>
1: Anyways, um, speaking, of, uh, speaking of Ohio State, Jim Tressel. And their fans. It's time to play a little Fuck Mary Kill. Um, it's Tip's favorite game. Tip's
4: by far his favorite. He loves the movie. He
1: loves Fuck Mary Kill. And oh, I, do we still call it Fuck Mary Kill since we're on FM? Thought uh, we were uh, on AM. N-A-M. It's F F Mary Kill.
0: Oh, it's F Mary Kill. No,
1: it's, I think, what is it? Love
4: Mary Kill?
2: Yeah, one of the local radio stations calls
0: it Love Mary
2: Kill. You know what I love about this game is that
3: we just made fun of Ohio State fans and then we come back with this. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. (laughs)
0: Somehow I feel like I live in Columbus right now. I I couldn't get into Michigan
3: either.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's time to play Fuck Mary Kill, though. First up. Welcome to Columbus. (laughs) First up, Major League Soccer, the WNBA. Or the NCAA? Who's t- Tip. I'll, I'll go first. Tip, go ahead. <laughs> Who are you fucking first? Well, I
3: fucked the WNBA just because it might be fun. Well, uh, there you go. I'd marry soccer, and I'd kill... What's the third one? NCAA. NCAA. Oh, yeah, without question, NCAA. Yeah. Go ahead, Legolas.
4: Yeah, I guess I have to do that. The same one as him. Yeah, I was going to say, no, you got to marry NCAA. They're around. I'm like, no. To have the chance to kill them some of just oh. would be so beautiful. So, yeah, I just have to steal his and go with his. WNBA, obviously, there's women there.
0: Go ahead, Squirrel. Yeah, I left the uh, WNBA. Uh, there's got to be cute chick somewhere on one of those i <laughs> sitting on somebody's bench There somewhere. was a good looking girl was, in the shop there's several areas. Yeah, no there is actually there. Um, there's a Cash with Swim Cash, she was kind of cute. cute. I mean, they look kind of look kind of silly with a, you know, short guy like me, you know. But uh <laughs> but uh yeah, um you'd yeah, be the spinner. I would be the spinner. <laughs> <laughs> WN or uh, NCAA, I will kill to uh you know, yeah, cause just for obvious reasons. Wait a sec- oh and you're gonna No, marry actually, Shane no. I'll take it soccer. back. No, I'm. No, I won't. I'll have to marry the NCAA. Oh. Wouldn't be I'm the first. Have to kill your wife. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first thing I've been married to and hated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and soccer, I will. I'll abort soccer before it's actually born here in the U.S. <laughs> Um.
1: Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the WNBA just because you know it could be fun. And you could find, and again, swing cash. Such wasn't, a professional
3: show. <laughs> hey,
1: you know, what do you do? <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to kill the NCAA though because if you marry them, you're gonna have sex with them at some point or another, and. Judging at how dirty the NCAA is, <laughs> you know, you could get moral herpes at some point or another. Probably, so probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the NCAA and and marry Major League Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Ethical syphilis. <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Just be. I mean, because ML- it's so
3: funny they actually brought morality into this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God's <laughs> sake. The the ML the MLS they're up and coming, right? I mean, they're gonna they're 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 coming around, and you know who knows? They could they could I mean, who knows where they're gonna be. In 10 years, which is going to be a topic on extra innings. Next up, the Miami Heat, Boston Red Sox tip, and the Dallas Cowboys. Will you fucking who are you marrying? Who are you killing? Go ahead, Squirrel. That sucks. Um, that sucks. Wow. <laughs> you
0: know, I left the uh, Cowboys just so I can open myself up for Brokeback Mountain jokes. Um, <laughs> I will. Um... Is this fun tip? I will, uh, marry. jeez. Oh, Can't you put, like, at least one I'll, mildly likable I'll, I'll marry I'll marry the Heat so, um, Dwayne Wade will take full custody of our kids and I won't have to pay child support. And I will, um, kill the Red Sox because they suck. Ugh,
4: I don't know. I'm killing the Heat. Can't stand them. Uh. I don't know. This sucks. Um, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, fuck the Cowboys. Tony Romo's fiance is hot, and uh, and I guess I'm marrying
3: the Red Sox.
1: Go ahead, Tip.
3: <laughs> My intelligence levels—it's just, just skyrocketing right now. Um, I'm gonna f the Cowboys because it just sounds good.
1: You can say you can say fuck. Okay. No,
3: I don't like to say it. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't swear, and I. I'll marry the Celtics and kill the Heat.
4: The Celtics weren't in there.
3: Oh, who's the third one? The Red one? Sox. Oh, Red Sox. Yeah. I'll marry the Red Sox and kill the Heat because I'll marry the Red Sox and divorce them and I'll get <laughs> half their money. And, 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 she, and, and <laughs> cheat on them with the Yankees. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll finally be able to have an affair with Derek Jeter.
4: Like all true Red Sox uh, players want to eventually become a New York Yankee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm killing the Miami Heat. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the Boston Red Sox and I'm gonna fuck them hard too. Um, Ortiz. Yes, Kevin Youkilis. I'm you gonna mean m- it. I'm gonna make it bleed too because it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be nice inflicting pain on those sons of bitches. <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna marry the Dallas Cowboys. You know what? Because when I was when I was younger, I used to suck. I I used to I used to. I used to oh, like... Adam
3: evidently does.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I used to, I used to I used to I used to be a fan of a big Roy. fan of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I Roy. love Troy Aikman was my favorite player. No, I bet you he yeah, I'm was. I want to marry them. Here we go. Next up, he, he might say yes. Are <laughs> uh, hey, we gonna go on to segment seven yet? No, oh. we got a couple more here. Um, couple more. Jim Tressel, LeBron James, Brett Favre. Take it away, Nicholas. <laughs> um, I'm killing Jim
4: Tressel. So no matter how much I can't stand the other two, there's just Jim Trussells No matter what he's the one I'm Uh Who was it again? LeBron and Brett Favre. Yes. Um, I'll marry LeBron obviously because he's worth like sixteen zillion dollars, um, and then I'll I guess I'll fuck that old hairy balls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, jeez. Uh... You know, I, I'm I'm going to marry Jim Trussell, just because just, just he'll be loyal to me for life, even <laughs> like he is to Ohio State. I will, um, you know, I'll F Brett Favre just because I've already seen his dick, so it's just one less male penis I'll have to see. You already know what you're in for. And, um... Literally. I'll kill LeBron and maybe give Dirk a chance to <laughs> <laughs> in the NBA Finals. Go ahead, Tip.
3: I'm going to marry LeBron. I'm going to uh, fuck fire and I'm going to kill Trestle.
1: <laughs> I like what Skrull had to say about Jim Trestle being loyal to him. <laughs> Throughout the entire band. Oh, he's Captain uh,
0: Loyalty. Yeah, just really, press release.
1: I, I, I like the way you think there, so I'm gonna go ahead and marry Jim <laughs> Trestle as well. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with uh, you on this one, Skrull. Are you? I've yeah. seen Brett Favre's. Uh, My logic's undeniable. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen Brett Favre's penis too. And that's one less penis I will have to see, so I'll go ahead and I'll fuck him.
0: Cool. And I'll and I'll kill LeBron. See, I never saw his penis, no, I'm, I'm not, glad I never uh, yeah, saw I'm, it. I'm really glad I didn't Oh, Adam pulled that uh thing out. The, yeah, I'm sure he did. Pulled it out, yeah. The, the uh what was what that uh, that slideshow you showed? It was me. it was
1: it was the phone calls
0: and everything. Yeah, and, and at the started. end it ends with the uh, picture of Fav's schlong. Alright.
1: Oh. One more.
0: Oh come on. One oh, more This is gonna be a good one. He's I I, I think I saw part of it on the yeah. Let us have it.
1: The Macho Man, you can't kill the Macho Man even though he's dead already. Just hypothetically he's still alive. Hulk Hogan. So I can kill him. Or the ultimate warrior. Um oh, yeah, he's... you can't kill so okay. much. Go ahead, Squirrel.
0: Um, you know, I will I'll F the Macho Man just so I could um say I indirectly nailed Miss Elizabeth. Um God, your I, logic is undeniable right now. Yeah, I don't um, know how well that works. I will marry... <laughs> so you wouldn't be the first, like, doing a corpse? <laughs> <laughs> I will... That's what I'm... Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'll marry Hulk Hogan just so um, then I can That's get my cool. own reality show after I divorce him. And I'll kill the Ultimate Warrior because no one will... I won't go to jail because no one will notice he's gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm killing Warrior just
4: because out of all the wrestlers that have died, he's still alive. Give me a friggin' break. Um, I'm going to marry Macho Man, and, and this is going to be in poor taste, but I mean... Now I'd be a widow and i get his money, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Hulk. I guess i just bang Hulk. <laughs> 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 I don't wanna marry Hulk. He's fucking broke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll,
3: I'll kill the ultimate warrior. I'll fuck, uh, what's his face? Uh, for Hulk Hogan. Hulk Ma- Hogan. And I'll marry Macho Man because if he's not around anymore, that, that means he won't be talking. It's right golden. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dig it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to
3: apologize to all the listeners, by the way.
4: Tonight. We don't
1: have any more right now. Yeah, I wonder why. That's
4: crazy! How'd that happen?
1: <laughs> I'm killing the Ultimate Warrior too, because again, I, I don't understand how he's still alive either. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Again, I'm 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 going to do this indirect thing here again. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna fuck the Macho Man. Oh no, I'm gonna fuck Hulk Hogan because again, he's broke, and I don't want to be stuck with that. No, 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 no. And I'm gonna marry the Macho Man because he's dead. And then get his money, whatever money he did have. So,
0: and then hey, if if uh, you marry, soulless. If if you marry uh, if you marry the macho man, um, you can take your car, and then maybe uh, (laughs) he'll he'll still be around.
1: (laughs) Oh man!
4: Did you not want to be left out with making completely heartless jokes?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I (laughs) I wanted in on that quick.
1: One last thing here for uh, our, our game time segment, our fan question. Um, would you support an MLS franchise in your city? Um, Detroit is trying to make a bid for an MLS franchise. Um, the owners of the Silver Dome who bought the Silver Dome for a little bit more than $500,000, which isn't, which isn't much. Um but, Again, are looking to bring an MLS franchise to the Detroit area, which could be unique for Detroit in the sense that they could attract a lot of Canadian, um, a lot of Canadian fans, since Detroit is a border city. And I know it'll be in Pontiac and not necessarily Detroit, but not in still. Pontiac they won't. Um, but would you support an MLS franchise in your city? Again, MLS they have 19 franchises right now. First and foremost, they're really looking to put another franchise in New York. Um, but as that 21st franchise, would you support an MLS franchise in your city? I can't believe they have that many franchises. Me too. That's insane. actually. They're actually doing quite well too. They, they do. They are doing. Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised at what they because it seemed like they were it seemed like they were dead in the water when they first came out because they lost. I think they lost like. Uh, they lost their Tampa Bay franchise. They lost their, their Miami franchise.
4: Florida, Floridians didn't uh,
1: help out their sports no, team. That's I crazy. Mean, I know, I know. And they, they lost some other ones too. But you can't get
3: a seat in Toronto. Out west it's big. Seattle's mm-hmm. it's very big.
1: Yeah, so I mean, they're they're doing pretty well. <clears throat> I mean, an MLS right now is still... Nowhere compared to what the English Premier League is. is it, or, no. Would I
3: personally support one out of my own You know, Yes. T- yes. No, but I, if they came here, I would hope they'd be successful. But personally, no, I'm not that interested in it. And I, I'm not even going to say I never wouldn't go to a game. You never know what can happen. But it's a Silver Dome. Bad, bad idea. If you want to have Canadian fans and put that team downtown...
4: Yeah, having a have Pontiac's just garbage. You do not want anything in Pontiac, and the Silverdome sucks. It always has sucked. So yeah, and no. in the middle of the summer.
1: Oh, it's a oh, piece of on.
4: shit. That place sucks. It's horrible. Would you
1: support a team though?
4: Like listen, no, I, I, I pretty much verbatim what uh, Tip said. I, would I personally support them? I I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't hate on them. Put it that way. I wouldn't be like, oh, uh, screw them. I hate that team. No, I just I mean, I wouldn't like purposely. I wouldn't go out of my way to support them, but I'd sound like I would be against them.
1: You weren't so. a fan of the Detroit Neon or the
2: Rockers.
4: I thought, actually, well, I was probably 13 when they came out, I did think they were kind of cool, but I never, like, watched a game or anything. Who's the bald <laughs> so, guy that played for them? Like, that's the only Who's person the I even guy? remember. Yeah. All I remember is watching, like, inaugural game, and there was, like, a thousand people there. So, yeah, that's why they closed so quick.
1: <clears throat> Squirrel.
0: They won a championship, didn't they? The I think they did. did I they really? They yeah, probably.
3: It was the Rockers. Yeah, the oh,
4: Rockers. you know what? I
0: watched the Neon, not the Rockers. That's right. I forgot about the Rockers. Yeah, I was much more into the Detroit Turbo, our uh, lacrosse, lacrosse team. team. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That league, that. Is,
1: that league is still around, too. Mm-hmm. It's big in
2: Canada. And lacrosse also the Detroit. Huge. And the East Coast and is
1: huge. I was, uh,
0: I was also really excited when the Detroit Drive, our arena football team. I love the, the Detroit Champions. Drive. I did watch we some Drive games. Drive were I will say that. Drive across. So arena football is kind of cool. I kind of like it. Is it football. is cool. It is cool, but you know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah you know, I so kind of already answered this earlier <laughs> in the show, Adam. Just to say that you know, will I support it? Define uh, <laughs> support. Will I be like, hey, right on? When I hear they win, sure. You know, am I going to go buy season tickets? Am I going to go there? No, I'm not. And that. But you
3: did say I, you might take your daughter there.
0: No, yeah, maybe. I, think so. yeah, I would think about yeah. it. I mean, no, I I was kidding when I said that, no, but I wasn't no, kidding. Right. I was, you know, I would, you know, I, I would go. Sure, I would, you know, I'd I'd check it out. You know, I I'm not geeked about it, but sure, I I, 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 I hope think,
3: they do well. I think there's a chance they could do well in Detroit, but the, not not in, at Silverdome. It's I, not going to work there.
1: I, w- I would I would support the team. Um, I I wouldn't go on buy season tickets, but I don't go on buy season sure. tickets for uh, any of the Detroit sports. No, teams. I don't think anybody be buying season. tickets. No, so. I mean, well, they might, but I mean, I, I mean, they wouldn't be going in, in droves. But so I would I would support them. Yeah, absolutely. It um, does, you know, it's a mm-hmm. it's a Detroit franchise, and yeah, like you know, I said, I'm it, not it, a it, soccer it, fan, it, but yeah, it, it
0: doesn't be, mean that.
1: it would be fun too to see sure. you know MLS soccer, and this it is a big, league, successful league, so. I would support him. Anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and get into um, our 30-second drill. Um, first up, what is more debilitating to a franchise, a pro franchise, is it bad contracts or is it bad draft picks? Tip, go ahead.
3: This is a great question, actually. Um, it's really tough one to answer because they're they're both bad. I mean, they both can handcuff you so much. Um, I'd have to say, in the long run, yeah, I guess in the long run, bad to me. I guess bad contracts would probably hamstring you worse. But there's a great argument for bad draft picks. I mean, honestly, you know, I'm not trying to be. I think it's a great question. I think they're both. They both can definitely be debilitating to a to a team. And I guess if I had to pick one, it would be a bad. Would be bad contracts. But they would have to be multiple bad contracts.
1: Go ahead, Legolas. Uh,
4: depends on the sport. Baseball, bad contracts because they don't have a salary cap. I think it really just depends on salary cap. In football, bad draft picks, absolutely bad draft picks, hurt you so bad. Same, I guess. Same with same with basketball. Um, hockey, not quite as much because there's so many avenues to get players in hockey. Same with baseball, except they have a uh, salary cap. But I really do think salary cap plays a huge deal
3: thing in baseball, though, is when you sign a bad contract, uh, it's generally a type A uh, free agent. Mm-hmm. You automatically lose your first-round draft pick the following year. Do you really? Yes. Oh, well, that's that's why cool. the Tigers don't have a first-round draft pick this year. Oh, like I didn't they realize They signed that. Martinez. Oh, wow.
1: Go ahead, school.
0: Uh, You know, I mean, not really enough time to elaborate on all of them, so I'll kind of just do a breakdown instead um, or elaborate on the point. But um, I would say baseball, hockey, I'd say contracts hurt you more um basketball football um graphics actually you know what maybe basketball I'm gonna switch over to contracts I'm just gonna go football football draft the other three contracts my opinion
4: no is it contracts and football too because usually they're just one year contracts,
3: so sure. it's not quite as bad and yeah, basketball you have a salary cap yeah yeah
2: I think
1: actually I think um you know obviously some some sports are gonna you know depending on the salary cap that's going to play more of a factor to what is to what is worse but i think in general it is bad draft picks um just because i think that that it, it just i it can be so it could hurt your team so much not only you know in the present but in the future as well i know i know bad contracts can play a role in that as well but you know, when you look at baseball, I mean, if you're not drafting well, then all of a sudden your farm system is is, is terrible. And you and baseball's a long season too, and you're going to need your farm system to support your uh, your major league team at some point or another. Football, obviously, I I think it's it's bad draft picks just because those players haven't have an immediate impact. They can have an immediate impact on your team. Same thing goes with basketball. They can have an immediate impact, and um. And hockey too. Um, again, it's it's a long season. You depend a lot on your on your farm team, and your minor league team. And if you're not uh, if if you're not drafting well, then if you're not drafting smart, then again you're in a, you can you can put your team back. Um,
3: I, I agree with you on all that. I really do. Like I said, there's a great argument for that. But the tr- the one problem with bad contracts is when you are now you have put your franchise in a position of having not enough money to sign anyone. Try to sign a uh, number one draft pick because you have a bad team. You, you're you're going to, especially in football, you're going to have holdouts. You're not going to be able to, in baseball, you're going to pass on the first five or six or seven t- picks because they want a big signing bonus like the Pirates have done for years. I mean, it, it's, don't get me wrong. Your argument's great. And I'm not even, it's probably it's an opinion true. thing, too. No, it is. And it's mm-hmm. like they both, they, they actually really affect each other greatly. Bad contracts and draft picks are like almost tied at the hip.
1: Uh, next question: Should the wings stay in the West
0: or go out East? Go ahead, Squirrel. Uh, they should stay in the West. Uh, it's, I've talked about this before in the past. Um, to me, if you're gonna divide it into East and West, it should be the half the Westernmost teams should be in the West, and half the Easternmost teams should be in the East. It's pretty simple, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, not only is it, you know, as much as it might. be, Suck for Wings fans. Not only is it better for the league, but it makes sense geographically. So I, I don't, I don't see what the issue is. Actually,
4: go ahead, Squid. All right, scrap east and west, north and south. Yeah, That's baby. the way it should be. And then just get rid of the south, and then just go back to the original <laughs> six. <laughs> 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 no, they should stay in the west, if only because of draw the lines. I hate it. I don't want them to be in the West, but if that's the way you're going, then they're they're tied. They can't they can't say anything.
3: I absolutely, you know, I would I would love to see him go to the East. So, I mean, I just cuz as a fan and as a simple as that, I want him in the East. I'm not even going to I don't care about geography or anything else. I want to see him play in the East. I'd like to see him be able to, you know, be able to have the same advantage that Boston and New York and Toronto and uh, everyone else has, and you know it's just how I feel about it.
1: I, you know, as a, from a fan, I agree with you, Tip. I mean, I'd love to see them in the East, but as far as as far as business for the NHL, I mean, what's best for the NHL? They can't. It's it's best for them to stay in the West. So, I mean, just because I don't buy
3: it. You know, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of everybody else using the Wings uh, coattails. And if you want to become a big boy sport. They quit doing that.
1: Well, it's true though. And and the, I mean, it's, it doesn't
3: matter. Fine, it's true. But you know, you have to find other ways, and that that's that's what you do. And what's happening now? And I just heard a rumor actually yesterday that uh, Illich is really, really uh, behind the scenes on this, and they actually think that after next season, that team that's going to the East is going to be the Wings.
1: There's also a rumor going around that uh, Batman's delaying things a little bit because of a group in Quebec. That's looking to purchase the Phoenix Coyotes next season. Well, if that happens, then it's not going to happen. But then it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. then they're going to go out to the
0: east, which...
3: But I actually really like this uh, thing. I really do, and I think you could do it. It's north-south. You could easily do it. You were you
4: seriously here? Seriously, could. That's,
0: that's not a bad solution. I just... The, the problem I have with what you were saying, Tip, was that if you're going to keep east and west, sure, the wings do get kind of screwed in the fact that they have to do a lot more travel, but if... If it's not the Wings, it's somebody else. Yeah, sure, it does kind of suck for us as Wings fans, but if you do it, it's that'll suck just as much for Columbus then. you know, that, So you're handicapping some other team instead of the Wings by doing it. Oh, so maybe it's a flawed system, right. and the system should be changed, but I just don't like the idea that you know illich going well we should uh th- we should be in the east you know cuz we're getting screwed but then you're just screwing somebody else yeah, that's all right and so well, i don't i don't really care though but i just but then you look at it geographically and that's if you if that's how it's got to be the only fair way to do it is geographically
3: no and i understand that and your arguments i mean your argument makes sense but i don't really care about columbus at all cuz eventually they're going to be the next team that isn't in the nhl so uh it's i just the Wings are a storied storied franchise and as far as I'm concerned, every once in a while that should mean something.
1: Uh north south would definitely be cool though. Um I I I mapped it out how I think it would look and it it actually looked really, really <laughs> it looked really awesome. It was badass. Yeah, I mean just the way the divisions were set up and um, who would be who would be in the wings division? And it's on our website. The yeah, you
3: probably side. have Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, in the South.
1: I did have Pittsburgh and Philadelphia yeah. in the South, and I had New uh, Jersey in had the n- South. I had New Jersey in the South, yep. and then yep. I believe I had. All of the all of the California teams. I believe I had all the California teams in the uh-huh. South as well. but In and the, and the effing garbage. That's, that's right. Anyway, so that's going to do it. We're going to save our other two 30 uh, second drill questions for next week, but that's going to do it this week for the Majors Live. Stay tuned for extra innings coming up next. Um, well, the show recap, and we'll touch on the MLS thing a little bit more. Um, where will the MLS be in 10 years? sure squirrel will have a nice opinion on that um but make sure you stay in tune for that right here on the majors.net we'll be back at you again next tuesday 8:30 p.m eastern time right here on the majors.net and then make sure you stay tuned for grouty grouty radio this thursday grouty.com eight o'clock p.m eastern time like i said grouty.com at the majors.net so for squirrel for look for tip i'm adam saying have a good week everybody we'll see you